What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We could talk about the NBA. And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks. We got no Aton today. We got uh, woken up to an email saying, yo, uh, peace out. I'm not going to make the show tomorrow. I was up all night. Now, do you know how many times I've been up all night and I've gone in and done radio shows? Hell, I've had my best shows. Too many to count. <laughs> right. I can tell you that. <laughs> So I've had my what, best shows during that. Time. Yeah, sometimes you know you never you never know. Sometimes when you're the least prepared and the least uh, feeling like doing a show, you end up doing a good show. Well, that's when you have to focus. You become hyper focused on making sure you give a quality show. I mean, exactly. I've, had my, I've had my best games um, the night before. I didn't get a lick of sleep. Is that right? Oh, no question. Because you don't want to mess up. You want to make sure you're focused. You're 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 you're, you're dialed in, mm -hmm. and and. It just works out for the better just because you're just so hyper focused on what's going on. Right, right. Now, you know, we're we're not uh we're not leaving this show uh sort of undone because with no Aton today, I figured it'd be a perfect day to get Baldy to jump on the show. So there I sent go. Baldy a text this morning. He got back to me almost immediately and said, What time? So not only is he going to join the show, he's supposed to be on right about now. He's going to start the show with us. You know <laughs> it's a big guest if we allow the guest to start the show with us. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's oh, what, that's, especially with Baldy. I mean, he, I, right. I, I have so much to talk to him, um, to him about this, this upcoming camp, what his expectations are. You know, plus, of course, we're going to talk about his guy, Dickerson. Well, yeah, of course. He loves him. I, oh, love I can him. tell he's been salivating uh, over that draft pick ever since the Eagles made it uh, in the second round. But we also have to talk to him about his traveling, you know, because oh, no he question. is the travel dog. Oh, well, and you know, that's what he does, man. His Instagram, if you're not, if you are on Instagram and you're not following Baldy on Instagram, you're really not on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because it's at Baldy NFL on Instagram. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth your while. He's got a whole lot going on. His his career has really exploded. Oh, no like, question. I mean, he was always a big star in the NFL media world, but even now, since he's you know he hasn't done games 
or at least NFL games in quite a few years. He has right. had like a, 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 a renaissance in his career with this baldy breakdown thing. It, because people want it. People want that. They, they, they suck it up because, yeah. you know, as, as a viewer, you see things, you see the game one way, but sometimes when we watch the game, we see little things like, you know, little idiosyncrasies that, you know, the, the average fan wouldn't see. And then we make you privileged to that. Now you're seeing like, oh, I did not see that. You learn oh, something. And you, you see it from a whole different vantage point. There, there he is. is. There, there he is. is. <laughs> That's all the me? NFL. What's up, Mark? What's going on? How you doing, guys? Oh, we're doing great, man. We, I, we were just saying, we were just talking about you and saying oh. that, you know, it's a big guest if we allow the guest to start the show with us. And I figured... Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I know that, Harry. oh, yeah, well, typically you remember doing radio like the first segment, the boss man never wanted a guest on. He always, I mean, just set up the show. I mean, get into something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, break, you got, you break that norm then, Harry. Yeah, that's right. You know. That's right. But we we got to talk to you about not only football, but I was saying about how your Instagram, you're not really on Instagram unless you're following Baldy NFL on Instagram. That's right. It's a fabulous follow. And you know, you, you get to sort of travel around the globe with Baldy. I mean, he might be swimming with sharks. He might yeah. be, uh, you know, in a jungle somewhere, you know, right. confronting a bison that's walking <laughs> yeah. across the road. You know to do that, Harry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what? Let me, but let me tell you this, though. I started my media career. You know, I didn't just jump on radio. I didn't just – I called Baldy. I was selling synthetic turf fields. Okay. So I yep. call up Baldy. I said, Baldy, hey, man. Because because before that, you know, during during the you know run when I was with the Steelers, the, my last two years, you know, we were supposed to play in the, in the Super Bowl, supposed to be all Pennsylvania against the Eagles. We didn't make it. The next year we do make it. We win it. But during that time period, I called Baldy, and Baldy was like, you know, hey, man, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and watch some tape with me. So I would go to his house and we would watch tape and he would say, well, what, what is what is what is Rush Grimm trying to get with this? What is his purpose right here? Or, you know, why is this doing this? And, and we just talk it out. Yeah. And we started doing that for like two years. So I didn't think anything of it. So then I start selling synthetic. I retire. I go back to school, get my MBA. I start selling synthetic turf. I was like, you know, what? I got to get back in the game somehow. So I called Baldy a Baldy. Can you get me in a building? He said, no question. Beer tomorrow. I go in, he walks me in, they give me the job immediately, even though I'm intern and I have to serve him donuts and coffee all day, you know, <laughs> but I learned what it is to be a producer slash host right. from, from this guy, you know, just, just, just walking me through, taking me under his wing, man. So that's how I started my, uh, really my media career as far as getting into the building. He got me into NFL films. That's where you, that's where you are now. I'm, I'm here now, Bear, but you know, but then, you know, Harry, there was the fatal mistake of introducing Barrett to Sterling Sharp. Oh. And that just went in a whole different direction because there's only there's only one Sterling Sharp in this world. Right. He's the most talented individual there is. But you better have some thick skin. Uh-huh. Sterling's going to test you right away. And he, he obviously took a liking to Barrett right away, worked with him on camera. You know, Barrett, you know, really started sharpening his, his skills. And, right. know, and the, rest is, the rest is history, as they say. Remember that time we the first time he gets me in front of the camera and um you know he's giving me he's making me a demo reel. So we're in the camera room and you can draw on the board, you know, and it'll, it'll show up on a film. So I'm breaking down the lag draw with Jason Peters. And, and this is actually where everybody started talking about the lag draws when I broke it down and 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 showed uh showed what's it Chris Collinsworth. I showed it for him on the show. I showed him what the lag draw was, you know. Jason Peters threw the 
threw the defensive end up the field, and then he went and got the backer, and then, you know, Shady McCoy ran in behind, ran for a touchdown, you know. So I showed him that play. Then every play after that was lag draw. Well, I'm supposed to be drawn up on the board. So, you know, Sterling's sitting there talking to me. Yeah, you know, oh, lag draw, yeah. Uh-huh, Jason Peters, uh-huh, you throw him up the field, and uh, you're going to show me what you're talking about? And I'm talking to him. I'm not showing him. I'm not writing anything. Yeah. So he's sitting there giggling at me because I'm not writing on the board, mm-hmm. trying to show everybody what I'm talking about. I'm just talking it through instead of writing it through. It was crazy, man. But he's sitting there, you know, just laughing away. I'm like, what are you laughing at? Oh, oh, oh that's right. I'm supposed to be drawn on the board. I was <laughs> nervous, you know, couldn't think. Man, it was crazy, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Baldy, I, I, nobody gets more excited for football than, than, than you. Uh, what is the one, the biggest thing that you're looking forward to this season? Well, you know, we haven't had a, a repeat Super Bowl champion, you know, since Tom Brady did it with the Patriots back in 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have never seen a Super Bowl team ever return everybody, not only just the players, but all the coaches. Normally, a team wins the Super Bowl, a bunch of the coaches get plucked off the staff. And I've always said, you know, going back to my days in Dallas when we lost Ditka, we lost a lot of Gene Stallings, we lost a lot of great coaches that it's harder to replace good coaches than it is good players. Mm-hmm. Rams are going to learn that this year. But, you know, can can the Patriots or can the Buccaneers repeat this year? I mean, the, it's it's remarkable because at the start of free agency, they had just a few dollars to work with. They were at the very bottom of the league. And yet they got everybody re-signed and brought back, including Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette and Shaq Barrett. I mean, the whole group is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's where it starts. You know, can can Tampa Bay and a Tom Brady that will turn 44 during the season, Amazing. actually in August, uh, can can they repeat this year? I guess that's where it starts for me, Harry. Well, you know, looking at that and talking about free agency, what free agency started right around 95, I mean, uh, 85, 86, around that era, just before the strike. 93, and, Harry. 93. 93? Okay. She officially began. They had plan B. Free agency, yeah, like, yeah. free agency like in 89, 90. But, yeah, it officially started in 93. Well, then you could – I mean, before then you could just hide players. You just, you know, put them deep down in the roster. Injured reserve. In yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you could just protect your players that way. Well, now with free agency being the way it is, I'm seeing a change in, in how these, you know, big-name players, big contracts are wielding what they want uh, as far as these teams, man. I mean, you look at um, Rodgers at this point, you know. What do you think comes of that whole situation and, you know, the rest of these guys that are saying, hey, if I don't like this, I'm about to bail. I'm about to leave. Well, I said it from the very beginning, Barrett, from the very beginning, that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers aren't trading him. They're not. They're not going to trade away the MVP. He's 37 years old. He's going to be 38. He just had his best season ever. And I contend that one of the reasons why he played his best he ever has played is because of the tension that exists between him and the management. Hmm. Not many people can just, like Brady, just laser focus and go, okay, Mark Murphy, Ryan Gudikins, I'll show you guys what I'm really all about. And just lock in and play the best football he's ever played. I, I, I believe that the, the same issues that he started to kind of bring to the surface this offseason were there all year long. And so – he just used it and used it as motivation throughout the season. And so they're not going to trade him. I don't believe that it, it does him any good at all to sit out. I know he's engaged. He's got his girl. That's great. 
Um, I'm happy for him. But sitting out is going to be miserable. Like, are you really going to choose misery over whatever issues you have with certain people in the organization? I, I don't right. think so. And so then you go, okay, camp starts on July next Tuesday, July 27th. Is it going to be there? Probably not. But he also can't really sit out six weeks until September 12th when they open up because you're not going to put yourself in a good position to get the timing down with Devontae or, you know, the, you know, the new slot receiver, Amari Rogers, you know, or Aaron Jones, whatever. So at some point, I think he, you know, they, they have some meeting of the minds and he comes in and I think he's going to come in at some point in August and get ready to play football. What do you make of the news that he apparently turned down an extension uh, that would have, kept him in the Green Bay uniform for the next five years. Uh, do you think this might be just one year, one more year in Green Bay, and then he goes somewhere else? Well, it gives him the option, Harry. Like, I think that deal that has been talked about now, and I, I guess it was broke on Adam Schefter show, I'm not sure. But but regardless, um, it gives him options. If he still feels this has the same angst towards the organization and Jordan Love entering his third year, uh, the presumed you know heir apparent, um, that they drafted last year, you know, it gives it gives Green Bay an option and it gives Aaron Rodgers an option. If he plays at an MVP level again, his stock is only going to go up and in, in maybe the Denver's or maybe Tampa, whoever, you know, New Orleans, uh, you know, it gives another team or other teams, you know, that uh, that option to go after him or he could cut himself loose or Green Bay. I just think it gives him more options than to just lock in and say, okay, you're a Packer for life. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking, man. But I, I was thinking the same thing with 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 what Carson was going on. Um, a little bit of a difference in it wasn't the money aspect of it because he had just already he just got his contract. Um, but I mean, I thought he was gonna be here. I thought he was gonna be an Eagle. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know you could be a disgruntled employee and and, and and force your way out. Well, he did that. You know, I know it was it began to get mutual towards the end that they wanted him out also. But you also look at, you know, what's going on with Zach Ertz and his whole situation. Now I'm under the belief that, all right, they should keep him. And he just another weapon inside the repertoire that, that Jalen Hurst can use. What do you think of that? Well, he's under contract. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't think anybody's going to trade for Zach Ertz. He's a very limited player. I mean. You know, the Eagles have always had a hard time um, playing 11 personnel just because of his limited ability to block. And you really can't put him at the point of attack and you can't have him block in the side, you know, strong side, you know, in the run game. I mean, he's just limited like that. So, you know, when Frank was here and, you know, and John Filippo, they were running a lot of 13 personnel packages out there. You could really find ways to utilize Zach Ertz. And I thought, uh, you know, when Frank left to go to Indianapolis two years ago, I thought the Eagles really got away from that 13 personnel package that really helped Zach, I thought. You know, he could really become just a backside cutoff guy, but really a featured, you know, receiver. And he was really good at that role and really good in that role. And, it, you know, it showed up in the Super Bowl. It showed up in an MC Championship game against the Vikings. So – but I, I, I think it's, he's just a limited player. I, I think at this point, Dallas Goddard is a more well-rounded player. And, uh, you know, players that just have major – I mean, look, Travis Kelsey, 
They, you know, he's an elite route runner. They have figured out, always figured out how to just limit Travis Kelsey at the point of attack. I mean, they just is as great an athlete as he is, he's not a good blocker either. But he's better than than Zach. And so that that that's the issue is how do you build an offense, you know, that includes Zach, but yet kind of hides his weaknesses. Because it's 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 not easy to do. You gotta almost march two tight ends out there a lot of times when most of the teams in this league, you know, run eleven personnel. The Rams are eleven personnel team, one back, one tight end, but they use their receivers in stack tight formations to really seal the edge in, in unison. You you always see Cooper Cup or Robert Woods or you know some of those guys that they have there, you know, sealing the edge like a second tight end. Just like uh just like Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's what they well, do. I mean, they did that with Heinz Ward for forever. You know, yep. hey, Baldy, it's been so long since we talked to you. I mean, so much has happened on the Eagles front. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, three years removed from winning a Super Bowl, is out of a job, and they got Nick Sirianni and a very young staff in here. What what was your first reaction, you know, to Doug and uh the Eagles parting ways? And then what do you what do you anticipate with this new staff? Well, I was I was confused because if the problem was Carson, if like I mean, I'm not I'm not putting it all on one person, but if it, you know if if your quarterback isn't talking to your head coach, it's that's not a problem, good. Yeah. and not just your head coach, but the coach that calls the plays. If your quarterback and your head coach aren't communicating at all, it's it's going to be a disaster. So it was dysfunctional. But once they traded Carson to Indianapolis, I thought, okay, you know, now let's you know let's let Doug. Start working with Jalen Hurts or whatever, whatever the plan is. And then when they got rid of Doug, I thought, all right, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I, <laughs> I, I just didn't understand it. I, I really didn't. But you know, once they did that and they started going through the process of, you know, interviewing Brandon Staley, he didn't want to come, you know, or Arthur's, you know, Smith and uh, Arthur Arthur Smith. And so he didn't want to come, you know, and, and you know he signed with Atlanta. I mean, those were the first two guys out of the box. You know, and then they started going through all the other guys, you know, and then they got to Nick Sirianni, who wasn't on their list to start with, and was, you know, I was like, okay, is, is Nick ready for the job? You know, but then, you know, once I started talking to the players, they like Nick. I mean, to a man, they like Nick and they like the staff. They like um, they like the way they communicate. They what they like the way they explain things. They like the way they, they are on the field. I mean, Nick Rayless is the linebacker coach. Nick Rayless is 27 years old. He's the linebacker coach. Right. <laughs> you know, I was around him. I was around him in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, he learned from Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. He's been up there coaching the linebackers there. I mean, you know, it's a young staff. I mean, I've never heard of a 27-year-old position coach ever. <laughs> you know, and that that's where they're at. And so they're they're a group of teachers. You know, and yeah, there's, you know, they've got, you know, Stout, Jeff Stoutland, the offense line coach. I mean, that was a, a blessing that they were able to keep him. But, you know, it's a young staff, but I think you got to see what they're going to be like here on game day when they got to make critical decisions in the heat of the moment. You know, that'll be the first way that we sort of test them, you know, and, you know, and then we can kind of evaluate the game plans and what they're trying to do because that's what we do in Philadelphia. So, you know, I don't think we can really evaluate these guys until game day, you know, in what they do. So maybe starting with the Falcons. Well, absolutely. You know, I mean, they have a um, they're, they're I mean, the library coaches is, 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 is 27. 
the special teams coach right around the same age. He's a coordinator, special teams coordinator. Um, I mean, the youngest guys ever. And I was telling people the difference between, you know, getting uh, an older guy to listen to you. There's three things you got to do. Number one, you can't lie to him. Number two, you got to make sure that you keep it 100 with him. And then number three, can you make them better? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm thinking that the older guys are kind of buying into those three concepts that they can make them better players. They're not going to lie to them, and they're going to keep it 100 to them. I mean, that's. I mean, if you could do those things, I believe they'll go. But man, it's that's tough, you know, going with a team that you know with, with, with young coaches like that, especially when you have old crafty veterans like Kelsey and those guys. But if you have them in your corner, they'll get the younger guys on board also. Well, I mean, look, the offensive line basically is going to listen to Stout. All right. And and Nick wants to run the football. So, you know, Stout's going to be excited. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, they're going to be excited. Kelsey, you know, Samala, like they're all going to be excited because they're going to be an emphasis on running the football. So, you know, Stout has everybody's attention in the offensive line meeting group. I mean, I, 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 I sat in some of the Zoom calls, you know, this offseason. Like there's, you know, he gets their attention. They love him. Um, so that that's a good thing. But, you know, Nick is a son of a coach. All of his brothers are coaches. His one brother's a head coach at Washington Jefferson outside of Pittsburgh. Like, these guys understand what coaching is. They, they really do. I mean, whether they're ready for it or not, nobody knew. Nobody knew Frank Reich was ready to be a head coach when he went to Indianapolis, and, boy, he was ready to be a head coach. Now, you know, Frank played 14 years in the league and, you know, probably had a little better apprenticeship than Nick did. But – you know, we'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out pretty quickly if if Nick is ready for the for the job. Um, you know, if he isn't, if he's way over his head, this won't last long. But I have a feeling that he'll be up to the task, and the players are going to respect him. Well, I know you like the uh, second round pick out of Alabama, Landon Dickerson. Uh, where do you, where do you see him fitting in with this offensive line? Well, he'll be the leader of the line. You know, when Kelsey moves on, you know, at, at some point this year he'll get on the field. Um, he just has, you know, he, 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 he's an amazing person. You bet on the person, you know, um, that's why I think the injuries, he did start 24 straight games in between, you know, injuries. And I'm not going to discount the fact that he has that history. He does. Uh, but you bet on the person and, you know, when Nick Saban said he's the best leader they've ever had at Alabama, that carries weight. Mm -hmm. Um, when, you know, they were struck by COVID at Alabama a year ago, like every college program, and he built the gym in his at his house and, you know, stocked it full of Gatorades and, you know, protein drinks. And, you know, he just took charge. He had 40 players working out at his house hmm. um, on a daily basis. You know, he's doing what Lane Johnson's doing right now at his house in Morristown. He did that at the college level. I, he, there's not many people that have come out of college. Quentin Nelson comes to mind. Trent Williams comes to mind. There's not many people that come out of college that can throw bodies around the way Landon Dickerson threw bodies around in the SEC. It it was impressive to watch. I'm looking forward. He can play any position on the line, tackle, guard, center. Uh, I believe he's probably going to go to guard to start with just simply because wrestling 340-pound nose tackles puts a lot of stress on knees that are coming back from ACL tears. Um, So I I think that's where he's going to start once he gets on the field, Harry. Yeah, you look at um, you know, you look at him and people say, Oh, he gets hurt. Well, he gets hurt because he's a physical guy. He's a nasty guy. And when you play like that, I mean, 
you open yourself up to stuff like that. But being the leader that he is and understanding, you know, why he's holding out right now, trying to get this money right, they have big plans for him going into the future, and he has big plans for himself. But, you know, looking at everybody else that got drafted this year, Smith, you know him, you know, the running back, I think they're a little – They'll be there. They'll be a lot more successful on the offensive side of the ball as opposed to, you know, looking at what, you know, the defensive side of the ball holds for them. And I think they'll be a lot farther in their development as a, you know, team on the offensive side of the ball. You know, defensively, I don't know, but offensively, I think they're going to be able to put up some big numbers. Well, I think they have a real receiver. I mean, it's been a long time, Derek. Hmm. Um, you know, it's been a challenge in Philadelphia to find receivers to draft receivers. I, I mean, T.O. came here for a year, and he was unbelievable. Irving Fryer was a big-time free agent signing, and he was unbelievable. But, I mean, tell me, you know, who the Eagles have drafted or signed that was a force in this league. I'm not ready to write Jalen Rager off, but this Devontae Smith, to me, is going to be a Pro Bowl player. Hmm. Um, he only lined up for 54 straight games for Alabama. And performed. And when right. Jalen Waddle got hurt this year, he dominated the action. Um, you what you know, in practice, he went up against Patrick Sertan every day. Uh, he was only the ninth pick in the draft. I mean, you know, you go up in the SEC, you're going up against, you know, NFL corners every single week. JC Horn, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who. I mean, they go up against, you know, NFL corners every week in that division, and there wasn't anybody he couldn't run by, beat. Um, you know, he's just a skilled, skilled player. And so I expect him to elevate this offense. Um, this, this running back that they drafted out of Memphis, I saw his head coach. Um, I saw his head coach at the offensive line masterminds uh, uh, a week and a half ago. And he only played a year. He's got no tread off the tire. But him and Antonio Gibson, who's the starting running back in Washington. That was a dynamic duo. I mean, I yeah. know you guys watched that Cotton Bowl against Penn State, but they, yep. they were they gave Penn State all they could handle. This guy Gainwell is gonna he's gonna. I'm not saying he's Brian Westbrook. I don't want to make any comparisons. Right, he reminds right. me a lot of Brian Westbrook. He really does size, ability to run between the tackles, ability to catch the football, um, the ability to make people miss in a phone booth. I mean, he's got all those skills. So, you know, I want to see Miles Sanders. I think this offensive line. And I'll say this. I think this can be a top-five offensive line. I know Lane well. I think he's healthy. Um, Brooks is healthy. Dickerson's coming. The, the battle at left tackle is going to be a good battle. I can't Great battle. Great battle. Who do you, who do you think battle. ends up winning that battle? I think you know. I think Jordan Milata wins it. Um, there's just not many guys on the face of the earth that can run <laughs> like that, um, that have that kind of size and that ability to move bodies. I know – you know, that Andre is is 20 pounds heavier. We'll see how that translates in the run game. But I think Malata is going to win that job. And mm -hmm. if he does, regardless, the offense line, if they're really good the way I think they can be, I, mean, I think they're going to run the football really well this year. Um, it, it's Jalen's strength. And so I'm and, – and Nick Sirianni wants to run the ball. So I think that's a good starting point for any team that wants to kind of – get out of the cellar and put together just, a, you know, put behind them just a miserable 4-11-1 season from a year ago. Well, let me play devil's advocate then. We're looking at um, a team that, like you said, they're going to run the ball. 
um, the quarterback position. You know, that's that's that seems to be the you know the the elephant in the room. Does Hurts have it, or does Hurts need a little more to to, to stay and in, in, in keep this position here in uh, Philadelphia? Well, I, I'm I I've got to know Jalen this offseason. I worked out with him. He works out at five in the morning. I mean, he's he does everything right. I mean, he's he's son of a coach, great leader, natural leader. You know, he's he's on. I don't know if it's on record, but he's the only guy that ever coached him ever. And he had four guys at Alabama, and he had the guys in Philadelphia last year. He said the only guy that ever coached him to make him better at the position was Lincoln Riley. He said he he, he never got that from. Lane, you know, Lane Griffin in Alabama or, you know, any of the guys, um, Sark, all, all the guys that were there, Davos or Brian Davos. I mean, n- none of those guys coached him. They just, you know, here's the play. Here's the scheme. Go play. But Lincoln Riley, and, and he did make a huge jump at, 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 at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. So I want to see Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach, or Shane Steichen, the offense coordinator, or Nick Sirianni. I want to see these guys coach him. He, he, he wants to be coached, meaning coached hard, footwork, uh, you know, follow through, aiming point, like all the stuff. He wants it all. So let's let's see if these guys coach him hard and see what kind of improvement. I, I don't know yet, uh, Barrett, if he can throw the ball to touch, pinpoint accuracy. I saw him drop it. I told him he, he dropped his eyes too much at the end of the season last year when the rush was coming. Can't win like that. He knows that. So let's see. Uh, Joe Flacco's waiting in the wings. If he can't do it right now, what do you think about the rest of this division this season? You got that great defensive uh, front in Washington, uh, Dak Prescott returning to Dallas, and then of course uh, Saquon eventually coming back for the Giants. I like everything about Washington. I think other teams should really look at what they're doing. They're building a beast in Washington, uh, on, and not just on the defensive front, but throughout. The, I mean, adding William Jackson and adding Jamin. Uh, Davis and you know I mean getting Matt Ioannidis back um, you know Temple Tough Temple Tough yeah (laughs) you know know, so but they're building around the quarterback and so many teams go out and overdraft a quarterback and then try to figure it out they're building a great team around the quarterback and whenever they're ready to go find their Josh Allen to go find you know their their star player uh, you know, they're Patrick Mahomes, whatever. Like, there's going to be a really good football team. And so they're using all the resources to do it. And so I think defensively, they might be the best defensive football. I know Chase Young won the defensive rookie of the year last year, but he's got a lot of room to grow, a lot of room to get better. And I think he will. Sweat got better also. Yeah, he, he's going he's gonna to get better. And so I like that team. Dallas, I think their offense is going to be really good, especially if the offense line stays healthy. But defensively, you can put Dan Quinn in charge and you can make a lot of changes. I just don't see I don't see the talent mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball to be, you know, in the top 20. Like, I just don't see it. Um, the Giants, I got to see what kind of helps Saquon's in. I want to see if the quarterback can take care of the football. I want to see if the offense line that has been – has not been addressed, can really improve because they lost their best player in Kevin Zeitler and so up front, and they didn't replace him. So I want to see if their offensive line, and I have questions, major questions, about both tackles with the Giants. Defensively, they're going to be a really good football team. They were last year. 
Patrick Graham is a really good coordinator. Um, I believe in that giant defense. So defensively will be fine, but I have questions about the Giants offense. Unbelievable, man. You know, just, just thinking about, you know, how this season is going to go out and there's so many unknowns. As I enter into camp, who are the guys you see are going to, you know, you're going to focus on, you know, with me, I'm going to go with your boy Dickerson. I'm also going to look at, you know, what Hurts is going to do. But my major point of emphasis is to see what that cornerback position is, where Maddox is going to, who's going to step up opposite of Slays and Maddox, you know, who's it going to be? Well, I agree. I mean, I'm a big Zach McPherson fan. I I, I covered him. Um, you know, he was at Penn State. He transferred to uh, to be with Matt Wells at Texas Tech. I watched I do Big 12 games on Saturday. Uh, I had him in the Hula Bowl this year. Rex Ryan coached him in the Hula Bowl. I asked Rex day one, like, which guy do I need to go watch? He goes, keep your eye on that McPherson ball. He's like, he, he can play corner for me. He can run. And, you know, you just watch him run with the receivers all week there. There's something about that kid, I believe, that has a chance opposite Slay uh, to step up. There's major – they have to rebuild the whole secondary, Barrett. Um, I think McPherson could be a part of it. Um, I like this – I like this safety from LSU that they drafted. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, Stevens, um, he he was kind of a dime linebacker, you know, at LSU. Um, that drop down safety. Everybody's got to play three safeties. I think he can play that role that Malcolm Jenkins played so well for the Eagles. Absolutely. Um, he looks like that type of a player and hitter for me. I'm, I'm excited to see him. And, look, I, I'm excited to, to see the receiver. You know, um, I'm excited – to, to really watch what he can do right now and to see how they – all the different ways that they try to get him the ball. I love it, man, because I think he's going to be – everybody thinks he's going to be a guy that's going to be a deep threat. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to move the chains. Smith is going to be that consistent guy, that safety blanket that Hurts is going to be looking for. And, you know, that's exactly what we need. A number one receiver is going to move the chains. Not necessarily a highlight reel, but there's nothing wrong with going out and catching a 10-yard pass or 15-yard pass. Keep those sticks moving. I look at him in that type of role, and he can be very successful being that guy for him. Well, I mean, I think he's more than just a chain mover. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's he's a big time receiver down the field after the catch. Um, you know, I, I want to see him, you know, up against the elite corners in this league and guys that because you know if he gets off to a good start, he's going to start to see some of those guys, and you know they're going to come up and they're going to challenge him and they're going to say okay. I know this guy weighs 168 pounds. Let's see if he can get off a press, you know, an NFL press. You know, they were afraid to do that to him in college. But, you know, the, you know, the Jalen Ramseys of this world, they, they don't fear uh, rookies. In fact, they, they want to introduce them. <laughs> right. You know, let's, let's, let's see what those corners do to him, you know, in this business. Does uh, Andy Reid get to a third straight Super Bowl this year? Or does Buffalo, is Buffalo the serious challenger for them? It could could get to the Super Bowl themselves. I, you know, I heard Patrick Mahomes, you know, a month or so ago say that he wants to go 20 and 0. <laughs> um, I've learned to, to listen to Patrick Mahomes pretty carefully about things that he says. <laughs> um, they address the offensive line here. I think it still goes through Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo is on their tail. Um, you know, there's, you know, Baltimore will, they keep drafting two receivers every year to help out Lamar. Uh, I think they're still a really good quality football team. There's, there's some teams that can challenge. I want to see what the Chargers do with Staley and, you know, what Justin Herbert looks like in his second season, all that stuff. But I think it goes through Arrowhead. It goes through Kansas City. 
And um, I think there's an excellent chance, Harry, that uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and that group can bring home a second Lombardi. Love it, man. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Camp coming up, man. Are you going to spend a lot of time at camp while I see you up there? Uh, I, I know that they scrimmage the Patriots. I know I'll be there, Barrett, for that uh, in August, second week in August. Um, I'm excited. I know you move that. around a lot. Yeah, you move around a lot. You go to all the different camps, you know. I, I know I, I start – I will be at the Eagles and Jets, Giants, Washington, Baltimore a lot, but I, I got to get to uh, Jacksonville and New Orleans and Buffalo and Indianapolis and Chicago and Green Bay and, uh, you know, <laughs> about, you know. That's the whole league. Travel uh, dog. Travel Chargers, dog is right. Chargers and 49ers are going at it in August as well. I, I can see myself out there in Carson, California that day. How do you think that's going to go down in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer? Well, I talked to some, some players that played for him at Ohio State, and they've got real question marks about it, Harry, hmm. about he how he conducts business how he did it at Ohio state. And they're thinking that there's no way you could do this in the NFL. Hmm. So just the discipline, the regiment, um, just uh, the separation of church and state, you know, the way that he runs things. I'm going to be there July 31st, that Saturday when the NFL has his kickoff to start training camp together. So I'm anxious to, to get around him and see what he does. But, I don't, I, I don't have any questions about his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. I think he's ready for the next step. Hmm. But I do think there's got to be some – I know he's got a young team, but these are professionals, real professionals. So I am a little anxious to see if he adjusts at all. One of our pe people on the stream, Adam's Exploits, points out that Baldy needs a private jet. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I do. You do. That would help me, Harry. That yeah. would really help I wheels was, up. I, 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 I know a guy at wheels up. I was going to travel yesterday at the NFL Network, and we were trying to figure out how to get from New Orleans to Green Bay with some limited flights. And I said, look, just give me Chicago. I'll just, like, I'll just, you know, get in a car and go. And they're like, well, if we get you to Milwaukee, that's, you know, that's an hour and a half closer than Chicago. I'm like, fly me to Milwaukee then. Let's go. You're done. <laughs> the private jet alleviates a lot of that stuff, Harry. That's right. You need a wheels up endorsement. A net jet. Give me a yeah. net jet deal, Harry. Let's go. Right. Oh, you know, I'll be doing a couple of I'll be doing a couple of um uh Big Twelve games this year also. So, you know, it's for the plus show. Yeah. Great Are you gonna be back out there, Baldy, doing the radio and TV for the Big Twelve? Yeah, I'm gonna be doing uh, I'll be doing the NFL game of the week on national radio. And uh the schedule in college this year, just because of my NFL schedule is gonna be limited, but I I, I should get have a few. Hmm. Love Fantastic. It, <laughs> now, you're the only guy that I will allow on a golf course in cargo shorts. Are you aware Why of that? Is that Harry? What's, what's, the, what's the rule on that? It's a major violation. Is it? Yes. Well, you, you're lucky he had shoes on. We're talking about a guy that wears flip flops, you know, to church, man. He yeah. just, I mean, it's, we're talking about Baldy now. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> you need flip flops now. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> what I tell you. <laughs> I, I never thought it was any kind of a violation at all. In fact, I thought when it's 100 degrees outside, I'm not wearing Nike slacks, Harry, right. you know, out there on the course. You got to put something on. Right. So I, I just thought, like, I'm going to lose a dozen balls. Why not just fill my pockets? <laughs> right. <up? You> know? <laughs> like, let's yeah, just be prepared. They have more pockets than board shorts, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, were you at any golf outings with Baldy Barrett? Barrett goes to a golf outing every two weeks. Well, no, I, I, sure. I was I was there at the golf. He, he was there. He was there earlier. Oh, okay. but, uh, you know, I I, I went in, I, my I teed off at one fifteen. Oh my god, it Hot. felt like I was I felt like I was melting out there, man. That's how I yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yeah, crazy, I know. I'm, I'm glad. I, 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 I was supposed to tee off in the afternoon, and I, I, I talked to Jaws, and I'm like, "Get me on an eight fifteen. <laughs> Get me on an eight fifteen. We, we beat a lot of the heat there, man." Well, see, look, that's and that's what I'm saying, man. It, 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 it he won't usually Jaws puts you with, you know, if he's a guy that he likes you, he's gonna put you with the major sponsor. Mm-hmm. So he, he probably had a major sponsor there, but he said, "No, let me get out. Of, let me get out of there." That's probably how I ended up at one fifteen then. I was probably I was probably supposed to go no, ahead. No, 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 no. They they needed they needed like mega celebrities in the afternoon. Oh, right, uh, they, right. they were just trying to balance it out. Well, do you have anything to promote? I know you're always doing uh, you know stuff like CBD and all this stuff on your Instagram. What? You- yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of stuff, Harold. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a big believer in this core science products. Mm-hmm. Uh, core core science. Core Natural Sciences, uh, TQLB is the call letter for stocks, but um, I take all their products. Uh, it's been really, really good. I, I take all my energy and hydrate product to a company called ID Life. Uh, they've been really good to me. And uh, I've been promoting a, uh, you know, a, a website, uh, Winners Inc., that is just a gaming site, you know, and mm-hmm. we, we've kind of, you know, got some experts out there. Uh, in every sport, Mitch Williams in baseball and Jaws in football and, you know, a lot of different guys for different sports uh, talking about uh, the contest and the NBA finals and NHL and through baseball right now. So that's that's been great. Winners has been fantastic. Your career has exploded again. I think uh, do you owe all this uh, success to being on the meat locker for all those years? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I started there. Yeah, everybody's got to reinvent themselves. I mean, it's, you know. The idea that somebody's just going to stay with you for 20 years, 30 years, right? Give you the gold watch, show you the door. Like, you just have to reinvent yourself if you want to work. So, that's all I'm about, Howard. Like, I took advantage of, of uh, you know, the pandemic. I started a couple different businesses. We, uh, we taught, you know, the game of football online via Zoom hmm. to, uh, you know, different, you know, wannabe coaches and scouts and fans out there. So, you know, we, we, we got busy during the pandemic. Well, hey, this is the first time I've seen you with your sh- shirt on, man, since uh, social media, man. You're everywhere. He's Costa rich. Rica. You know what I mean? And, and I was I just doing El Salvador, Barrett. Like, El Salvador <laughs> is going to blow up. It's oh, yeah? Up. You know, they have a – this is how good – I mean, first of all, they, their infrastructure, their road system, it's best in all of Central America. Huh. But, um, you know, the dollar is American currency. Like, there's – there's, there's a lot of things that are going on in the right direction. They're building and developing. The beaches are world-class. But they have a direct flight. Listen to this. From Newark to San Salvador, it's mm-hmm. about a four-hour flight. Every day, $80 one way. What? What? Yeah, wow. $80. And it's a 45-minute shuttle from San Salvador Airport to the beach, world-class beach. I mean, the Olympic surf trials were in – Surf City, El Salvador this year. So hmm. surfers came from all over the world. It's world class surf, but eighty dollars one way. Well, see that. See that. I learned more than just football from Baldy. Of course. Exactly. I mean, you know can talk about cover too, Barrett. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a Renaissance <laughs> man, Barrett. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ole, I'll make sure that I, you know, every once in a while, I'll drive by your house, make sure everything's good, man. Nobody's breaking in for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, check yeah. it out for you, man. Because you're never yeah. there, but, you know, I'll, I'll well, check we're gonna have a, I th- I, You know, I got some girls that, like, want to have this big party Labor Day weekend. I'm right. going to a college game this week, this year. So, you know, I miss the parties, man. Yeah, and I know. September 3rd, 4th, if, if, if the invitations, if these girls do what they say they want to do, then the invitations will be out. You'll be there. Harry will be invited. Wow, um, you know, they'll make you guys make your appearances. I remember the last bash I was at, man. That that thing, I don't, I don't know if that stopped for three days. That was like a three day party. I, mean, I just came back. I just came be, back the next day. I came back the next day just for the food, man. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? I mean, gourmet food. You have chefs out there, cigars. You name it, man. It was great, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> have you seen Vice Hammer recently? Yes, I saw him. In fact, uh, he was in town from Utah last week. I I went. Uh, I went to lunch with him and Mark Jordan, former uh, producer over at NBC. We, yeah, we no, Mark, yep. One of the diners and, you know, uh, had some matzo ball soup and some stuff. And we, we broke bread. And Bob was just kind of catching me up on all the things that he's he's doing right now. Speaking of a guy who goes on a golf course without shoes, that's Vaisikahema. Right. Right. <laughs> the Polynesian style. Yeah. You know, so there's only, there's only one way to play golf. All right, who's your favorite? Speaking of that, who's your favorite Polynesian football player to watch out for in college football this year? Can you can you, can you give us a name? Mm. Well, they've got a kid. They've got an, they've got another lineman up in Oregon. I forget his name. I just met him. Uh, they got another Polynesian player up in Oregon, offensive tackle. Offensive, okay. That I think you know could be ready. I the the, the coach, the offensive line coach. Just left Oregon to go to Hawaii. He said he's got a dozen of them at Hawaii right now. Wow. Ready to go. So I got to start, you know, breaking down some tape on these guys. That's you see that room right there? That's he doesn't leave. That's right. I, I just worked. I used to get there at about 6 30 in the morning. He'd be there. Mm-hmm. And I'd leave. I'd leave. I wouldn't stand there. I'd leave around three o'clock. And sometimes he'd stay until like 10 o'clock saying, Well, I got to catch up. Then he'd be on a plane going to who knows where. Yeah. The next day, man. So this, this he gets it in, man. He gets it in. I wish I could come there and watch film with you, man. When can I come up there? We got to figure out a little bit of this, the, 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 the whole COVID protocols, Barrett, kind of right. It's horrible, anybody man. from coming in. But, it, you know, if we're going in the right direction, we, we could get those things kind of relaxed a little bit for that to happen here pretty soon. And that yeah. thing is, he's there at 6 a.m. ready to watch film. He has already worked out already. He's yeah. already been to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, you, I mean, otherwise – you know, it's food and football here, Harold. Like you can blow up pretty quick right. if you're not getting that in beforehand. Yeah, nothing like that. Nothing like going and you know, it, it was Baldy would bring Wendy's, and then you'd have a then you'd have a Sterling. He would bring Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. So we 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 ate good up in the. We call it, it's called the War Room. We yeah. just sit there and be watching film over it all day, right. watching film all day, going through everything. Every once in a while, I hear a, hey, hey Brooksy, come here for a minute. I leave out the war room going to the office. He showed me something like, man, I cannot believe they just tried to do that. Yeah, yeah. man. Said, so we go through a lot of stuff when I was up there with him, man. That's great. Baldy, <laughs> we really appreciate this, man. My I know pleasure, you're Harry. really yep. busy and uh, you're getting ready appreciate for the it, season to start. We look, baby, forward to, we look forward to following you on Instagram and uh, listening to you on radio and TV. Well, Let me know if you need Barrett, anything, bro. And, and Barrett, I'm sure we'll, we'll cross paths uh, you know, at Novacare Nova or someplace, all right? so Definitely, definitely. Keep it, keep it up, Barrett. We're proud of you. Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate you it. You know, you're you're one of our uh, one of our students that we are yeah. real proud of and what they've done, man. That's great. <laughs> appreciate it. Okay, man. guys. Thanks a lot. There he is, the great Baldy at Baldy NFL on Instagram. 
man, I, I could talk to him for for days. Bro, you know what can I mean? you imagine that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in the in the, in the war room? You know, in the war room of the NFL films. Yeah, it's where they put. You know, it start out just interns, and a guy named Sean. You know, Sean Coffey, uh, former NFL player. He was the um, he was the lead producer for the show Playbook. Mm-hmm. So he started, you know, hiring guys that were former football players, college football players, and as you know, as he built it up, man. I mean, he put a lot of guys that, you know, in great positions to be scouts, uh, spotters in, in games. Doesn't coffee and work for Jaws too? Yeah. Yeah. No, He's Jaws's guy. So they yeah. just sit down and watch film all day, all yeah. day. And, and, and man, after a while, man, you start, you, you just start seeing so many concepts and so many, I learned more about watching film at NFL films than I did when I was playing in NFL. Like I knew, mm-hmm. I knew all the cover two, cover three, you know, or, if you have a cover two, you know, those corners are going to squat outside. And, you know, if you get a vertical, he's going to latch on a vertical, you know, and then that linebacker. I know all that stuff. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've seen that stuff happen before. I could, you know, I'd be in my stance and I'd see safeties moving and where blitz was going. I, I could see all that stuff. Right. But then I started seeing stuff from a, from a wide receiver's point of view. You know, not to say, all right, this is what he's trying to accomplish. He's trying to press on the outside, get his body leaning somewhere. That way he can get in and, and you know, get vertical. All those things I started to, you know, see also. Mm-hmm. So that inside room, leverage, yeah. outside leverage, all that stuff. Yeah. It was amazing, man, because you got different football players that play different positions. And 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 I, you know, took a little bit of what I had, gave it to them. They gave me what they had, man. Great experience, man. Great experience. That's awesome. All right. We uh, got to take a short time out. We'll be back with more. We got to talk about the NBA Finals, which ended last night. Oh, that's got, right. They did play last night. That's right. We got Jack <laughs> McCaffrey coming on from the Delco Times. Talk about the, the state of Philadelphia sports. A lot to do right here. Oh, my on God, too. My the God middle. Too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Dave the, Zangaro. Oh, okay. Beautiful. That'll yep. be in the second hour as well. So a big, uh, big show left to go uh, right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right, we're back live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, The Middle with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. Aton is out today. He'll be back tomorrow, but uh, already had a great conversation with Brian Baldinger uh, at Baldy NFL on Instagram. Man, if, you know, that took 40 minutes and it felt like 10. It always like that, man. You know, you know? Just sitting out talking. I mean, <laughs> you, get, you talk about the meat locker. I, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine that. It was you. No, I wasn't, that wasn't me. I wasn't on that show. Aton was on that show. Oh, Aton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, came on did. after that. Having him and Vi together oh, talking yeah. football. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's, that's an incredible experience, yeah. man. You know, oh, especially <laughs> with Anthony. You know oh, I know. Mean? You know, the Anthony didn't, you know, acts like he knows just as much as everybody else on the show. Right. I'm like, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is, man. You know, but, I mean, great. I love just sitting down and talking football with those guys. I know. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You know, the wealth of knowledge that's in the room when you sit back and, you know, you, you you talk more than just cover. That's why I love this show. We talk more than just cover two. We talk more than just sports. You know, it has a lot to do with just life in general. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the life lessons he's learned, you know, and how he wants he didn't want me to make the same mistakes he did. So he taught me a little bit about this and that. Right. You know, and 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 you know, it, it, it just helped me out a lot of my career as I start to develop more and more as a host. So you know, loved it, man. Loved now, it. SD points out on the stream here. He said that's that's when Aton didn't catch a case of the meat locker flu. Aton <laughs> would always get the meat locker flu on Thursdays. Yeah, because he wasn't able to really get a word in edgewise. So right. that, anno- that annoys him. So he would want to. He would just peace out on the show. He'd do his TV stuff, and then he'd go and yell at people on Twitter. That was his way of communicating back well, then. Well, you know, <laughs> at that point in his life, you know, he was, he was, you know, unfocused, and, you know, he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. And, and when you, when you, sometimes you just got to sit back and let it just marinate, and he right. didn't want to let it marinate. No, there was he not wanted, a lot of marinating going on. Right, you know, yeah. he wants to talk about, you know, we want to talk about betting. We're talking about sports, football. We're talking about life. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Now, speaking of uh, life and uh, sports, the NBA concluded last night. And I know you were watching. I was watching, too. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 50 points, 14 rebounds. 
He made 17 of 19 free throws, Barrett Brooks. I wonder if Ben Simmons was even watching that last night. Bro, he had to, man. I mean, it was it was magical how he played yesterday. I mean, he could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, not the points, I knew he could score points. You know what I mean? It's hard to keep him going to the cup. But defensive, his defensive prowess, he willed that game to 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 win that night. Yeah. No, he 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 wasn't gonna take no for an answer. He was gonna make sure that it was going to end last night. Yeah, period. and they shut Devin Booker down too, man. He, oh my goodness. He had no, he was eight for twenty-two, oh for seven from beyond the arc. Uh, Milwaukee made more free throws than Phoenix attempted as a oh, team. That's well, never a good stat. No question. I mean, you yeah. look at it, Giannis had more free throws made uh, than than the whole team, than the Suns yeah. team. So and, and everybody played their role. Everybody played their role. Middleton hit the tough shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Holiday, his defense was tremendous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, the way he was pickpocketing Booker, he stayed on Booker. You know, didn't let him breathe. When he was on them, mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, that's that, those are the things that win championships when everybody takes their role. And they played tough defense throughout the series, really on on Chris Paul. Oh, no question. I mean, they, they had sent waves flustered. of guys after him. Yeah, he was so flustered. And they pick him up early too. You know what I mean? They picked mm-hmm. him up real early. Most yeah. guys just let him dribble down the court. They picked him up early. That was an adjustment that they made, and it was a really good one because you know, I mean, Chris Paul's an older player. I mean, by the end of that game. You know, from having to be picked up 90 feet from the basket. I mean, he's working, man. And when you You do that, man, you know, it it changes your whole mindset because, you know, and and I heard deep in the shot clock, too, that way. Yeah, exactly. One of the commentators said, you look, you know, you look at Giannis and see how tired he is. You want to see a guy that tired. Yeah, that's because he's working his ass off on both ends of the court. I mean, he he was running. He was sprinting all 94. Um. You know, feet of the court, man. Now, it did you crazy. see? Uh, he apparently after the after the game went to Chick Fil A. Giannis did, oh. and and he ordered a fifty piece of chicken, not fifty one, <laughs> not forty nine, fifty. That was pretty good. No question, man. No question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. After I won a Super Bowl, what did I do? We went back to the hotel. Did you go to Disneyland? Yeah, <laughs> Like I said, I. It was it was it was it was amazing, man. Because um, you know, went back to the hotel, and you know everybody was there: Snoop Dogg, Carmen Electric, Kid Rock, mm. Aretha Franklin. You name it, they were there. The Rolling Stones were there at right. the hotel. Well, they performed that year, didn't they? Yeah, that was the halftime, I think. Yeah, I don't know what the halftime was. All I knew was, man, it was it was unbelievable experience. And I and I can remember, you know, being in that huge you know, room and, and, and just looking around and like, man, I am a world champion. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you can see the, you know, the emotion coming from Giannis and, and all those players. Now he you know, scores and it, 50 and it was 50 years since their other championship, the Milwaukee. Wow. Ball. 1971. Wow. Uh, Barrett, back when Lou Alcindor was playing for the Bucks before he changed his name, I believe to Kareem, Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Yep. Um, they had Oscar Robertson, the great, uh, the big O on that team. Bob Dandridge was on that wow. team. They swept the Baltimore Bullets, who have since become the Washington Bullets and now the Washington Wizards, four to, four games to none. And that Bullets team had Wes Unseld on it and Earl the Pearl Monroe. Wow. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. History right there. History. Exactly right. I love the commercials that they had for um, – for, um, Kareem also mm-hmm. they did a public commercials. But oh, did you see the commercial of all commercials, man? 
I love that commercial. The Yankees commercial for it was a uh, some kind of um uh phone company. No. Oh my god. missed that. What oh it? man. What <laughs> I text you guys it too, man. You guys got to watch this commercial, man. Yes, Wait. with the it's in with the, the Yankees in the group text? Yes. I must have missed that. Oh yeah, that was a great Yankees commercial. L- little league game and crush home runs. Okay, I gotta go back and watch this. You gotta watch because I man. missed that one. <laughs> you should have saw it, man. It was great, man. Because uh, they had the two. Um, I forget who the, the two um, Yankees were. I don't really know the Yankees players like that. Was it Aaron Judge? Was he one of them? It, it might have been one let of me, them. Let me look this up because we also have to play this stuff. I don't know if you saw this with Dion Sanders. We're, we'll play it in the second hour. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, Dion was at a media day for the. Uh, for the SWAC conference. And he got annoyed with a reporter uh, because he referred to him improperly. He didn't give him his proper <laughs> title and he, Dion wasn't having it. He got up and walked out. But uh, so we'll, we'll play that in the second hour. You got uh, Dave Zangaro coming on at 1240, right? Yes. Yes. NBC's beat reporter for the Eagles, right? Covers the Eagles. And uh, we'll have Jack McCaffrey coming up here in a few minutes Jack has always got great opinions, man. He did uh, he's done a lot of radio in Philadelphia. On uh, he was on back on the Fanatic uh, in the early days. He was been on WIP. Writes for the Delco Times, uh, and he can talk about anything and everything. I want to look up at this Yankees Little League ad. Oh man, it was I got to see this. When you so, like a commercial, because you and I are on the same page with those uh, or- <laughs> those Geico commercials. I just love it. Here he comes. Here he is, Jack McCaffrey joining us. Delco Times, phenomenal writer. Uh, just a, a tremendous man of opinions. <laughs> What's going well, on, Jack? Hi, Barry, how are you guys doing? We're good, doing man, great, good. man. Where, where are you coming to us from? You look like you're uh, – what does that look like? Almost like he's underwater. <laughs> is, it, is it cloudy? I don't know. I can turn on the lights, uh, writer. No, no. I hope you can see me. You have to clean. You, you just have to clean your. Um, you just have to clean your. Uh, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, you got to clean the cell phone. The cell phone is. is, is I tell you, that's the way it looked when I was outside yesterday, Barrett. I went to to go uh, play golf, and it looked like there was a like a a fire. There was smoke. There was so much haze and humidity in the air oh, yesterday. It looked yeah. like it was like cloudy. So, Jack, man, couldn't wait to get you on because uh, we got we got time to go through everything in Philadelphia sports right now. Every every team is kind of in a in a state of flux. Yeah, and I figured you'd be a great person to get to get on and and give your take. I which which one do you want to start with? I guess the most recent we saw the Phillies last night. It's just a bad approach at the plate again. They just cannot hit with runners in scoring position, and it's it, it's going to cost them. And Aaron Nola just doesn't look like the same guy. He doesn't look like the all-star Aaron Nola or the, the what did he finish, second or third in the Cy Young a few years ago. I voted mm-hmm. for it, actually, remember. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not that guy anymore. Uh, he gave them a chance to win, and, but he's not paid like a – he gave me a chance to win guy. Right. You, expect, you expect to hear that for, from your third, fourth, or fifth starter. Well, he kept us in the game. Mm-hmm. He gave us a chance to win. Uh when you're Aaron Nola at this point in your career, you go into Yankee Stadium knowing that there's a good opportunity to draw even closer to first place, and you throw a shutout. Again, steady. He gets into the fifth, sixth inning, which is fine. He wasn't the reason they lost. No, but uh, he's got to be better than that if they expect to, to, to go further. Uh, obviously, Wheeler has 
you know, leapfrogged him now and become the ace. So yep. Nolan's your number two. I've seen worse number twos. Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen worse. Uh, one more pitcher in there it might be fine. Eflin's hurt now. That doesn't help them. But, yeah, Nola, Nola is not what we, myself included, thought that he was going to be. And I guess he's not going to be that. So you're saying at this point, you know, um, with, with them being one game over, um, you know, one game over having a winning record, they're going to be buyers this year? It looks like it, and, and it's always a function of what's going on around you. If they were in some other division, maybe not. But uh, you'd be you'd be foolish not to, to take an opportunity here in, in this division. It's it's so balanced. Acuna is gone for the year. The Mets are flawed. The Marlins can't beat anybody. The Nationals scare you. But yeah, you, you show up and you compete. You've got that. You've got that. Big payroll already. You've got JTR playing, you know, at his peak. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more from Harper, but how about McCutcheon? Who, who saw this coming? Right. The guy is playing like he was almost like he was an MVP right. uh, five, six years ago. Certainly in June and July, he's been spectacular. Another home run last night. You didn't see that coming. Uh, you'll get Bohm back. It's it, Hoskins is, is going to put up 30 or 40 home runs. So you've got a chance to win this division. Uh, when you haven't been in the, in the playoffs for 10 years, you, you can't pass that opportunity up. Uh, the problem is Barrett, like you said, they're going to be sellers where they have to sell. They don't have a whole lot to sell. No. Right. I mean, there's nothing in the minor leagues. Is anybody going to give you anything for Spencer Howard or Moniac or Cornelius Randolph or whoever? I mean, Mick Abel, I guess is, is, is value but you just drafted him a year ago you so to what extent are they going to be are they going to be buyers not great i would think but just pick up a piece here or there they obviously need a closer i, I had high it, expectations for him too man you know i mean it's, yeah. you know look like moyak you know five years it's been five years since they drafted him in the first round five years man Right, he's, he's got one big league home run, and he's and he's hitting, I think, two fifty something at uh, AAA. They brought him up last night in a roster move. They sent him back down today. He's never going to be the, the anywhere near worthy of the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, worse than Markel Fultz, if you can imagine that. When you wow. think of it, when you wow. think of when you put it in perspective, wow. at least Fultz played in the, in, the, in the major leagues. Yeah, that's the thing that I think that frustrates me the most. I'm I'm obviously kind of out on baseball as a overall sport over the last couple of years, and a lot of it has to do with the fact of the frustration with the Philadelphia Phillies and their their lack of developing young players. No, oh, it's it's been brutal, and really, what you're seeing now is the whole McPhail Clentac era come to life. Mm -hmm. It's come to the front, and you've got nothing to show for your analytics in the minor leagues, and you've got a very uh, I want to be clear when I say this, a bad baseball team at the major league level. By that, I mean a team that has bad approach at the plate, bad approach from, from the, from the bullpen, uh, not a good defensive they don't team. They field the ball well, team. right? Yeah. They field don't run the ball well. Yep. They don't think uh, a lot of that comes with you putting together pretty much a rotisserie team. I mean, who, who on that other than Boehm, I got Boehm and Hoskins. Uh, the rest of them are really much guys that you brought in from elsewhere or whatever. They've kind of placed, pieced them together. and uh, yeah, it Just a bunch of guys. Function. Yeah, it doesn't function well as a baseball team. It, it doesn't – like when you saw, you know, you know, Utley, Howard, Rollins, Hamels, Burl, that group who came came through the organization. And then I'll, I'll go back to ancient Greece with, you know, Schmidt, Boa, 
you know, whoever. Uh, hey, I can go I, back to ancient Greece yeah, with you, yeah. Jack. Those you guys I, were all, a lot of them came through. Then, then, then you supplemented them with Gary Maddox and Pete Rose and, and Carlton. Right. But uh, you, you really have nothing, that, no structure that has come through the organization to build around. But but there they are in a very weak division. And uh, you go for it. It's sports. You, you, you take your shot. If I if I have Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins and Real Muto, I'll play. Let's show mm-hmm. up and play. We'll play. How disappointed are you uh, in the manager? I had all kinds of high hopes for Joe Girardi coming in oh. here and, and being, you know, a difference maker in maybe four or five games during the year. He's disappointed me. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I've made the statement that I'd rather have Kapler. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, and, Whoa. And, and it's only, <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm going over the top because at least Rory <laughs> is accomplished. But he's got a lot of Kapler in him. Uh, he's got a lot of – nothing's ever wrong. Never uh, calls out the players. Never, never uh, criticizes them. One of my favorite recent managers was Pete McCannon. And his success his success rate wasn't wasn't great. He didn't have great teams either. But I used to love going into the press conferences after the game. He would stand there and tell you, "This guy didn't run. That guy didn't field. This guy didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't hold their hand." And uh, Girardi's got a little bit of hold their hand in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he hasn't been great. He's been better lately. Uh, he's been better, obviously, now that they have their whole team together. I'll give Joe this. And last year was kind of a cockeyed season. Let's just, as you say in the horse racing, if you look at the past performances, you'll scratch that out. Okay, we'll go to the next one. Uh, this year he had he really didn't have his team, and now he's got his team. And they lost last night, but they're they've been playing very well lately. Let's see if they can. They, they won their last four series. They got an opportunity to sneak out a. Uh, split out of New York tonight and then come back home to play the Braves. So they're playing well right now. So I'm not going to, you know, just pile on the guy, but Harry, I, I can't disagree with you. He's, yeah. he's been underwhelming. Yeah. Looking at, um, you know, a couple other sports, you know, here in Philadelphia, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point right now where I can't wait for football to come, but <laughs> there are so many unknowns going into this season, man. You know, what's your outlook on the Eagles? 
I don't like the team, Barrett, and I've been around a long time. Mm. You know, when you played, and then I've uh, put it this way: I, just to, to establish my credit, Dave Sparrow always laughs at me because I'm always the one who says the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> he says to me, "You're going to Super Bowl this year," and he, he, he's, he's had fun with me over the years. I've exaggerates a little bit, but I've been very, for the most part, it's, it's always been a pretty good team. You guys have always had a pretty good team and a chance. I don't mm-hmm. see it even a chance this year. It's and, and, and what am I telling tales out of school? You saw the owner when he fired Doug Peterson say that he and I are at different uh, different approaches here. Doug seems, I'm paraphrasing Jeffrey here, but he basically said Doug thinks that you know, we can salvage this thing. I think we're in a transition period. Well, when mm-hmm. the owner says they're in a transition period, what am I supposed to dispute them? So he right. goes out and hires an entry-level coach, and he's going to trust a quarterback that's had three games of, of NFL experience. It's – it's uh, I don't, I, you have to really not be paying attention to what's going on to think that this is going to be any kind of contender. Now, the, 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 the number that, that interests me, and Harry, I know the way you are, this six and a half over under wins is a little high. And <laughs> it's almost as if somebody knows something. Right. I'd be very, if I'm talking with fork tongue here, call me on it, but I'd be a little reluctant to go under that six and a half because it's teasing you to go under. And so, eh, yeah, Let's you're right. And it's a 17 year season, a 17 game season. Let's go seven and 10. Yeah, seven and 10. That looks good to me, Jack. I, I, I totally agree <laughs> with you, man. See, this is why we bring Jack on. He, he knows exactly the way this show works. Some some subliminal uh, subliminal going on, you know. But, subliminal, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I think management thinks more of themselves as opposed to the coach. Uh, I really believe that they think that they molded Doug Peterson into the coach they wanted him to be. That's why they had success. You know, I don't think that they put a lot of, you know, it's a a lot of angst when I think about, you know, what they feel about a coach because they feel as though, all right, we molded him into what we wanted to. We're going to do the same thing, you know, with this new coach. You know, I I don't know if you can go get by in the NFL with that type of philosophy. You know, I really don't. And I, you just can't duplicate different things. I mean, they can think they molded Doug Peterson, but you don't mold people, so to speak. I, 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 I almost feel bad that I don't, I'm not giving Nick Sirianni a chance. I, I right. definitely know the guy. Let's see what he does. And but uh, Doug had a certain way about him. He had a he had a leadership ability. Maybe that came from being a quarterback in the NFL, not a successful one, but a quarterback in the other. Yeah. He had it in in his pedigree to be a leader on the field and. He had that going for him, and you saw that. You saw his his courage to make uh, controversial play calls, and they were successful. Uh, it turns out at the end, it, it started to come back to the mean there, and it backfired on him a little bit. But darn it, he won a Super Bowl with it. So uh, they can take whatever credit they want uh, for Doug Peterson. They they deserve to take that credit, but he was also his own coach too. And uh, on game day, it wasn't it wasn't them who decided let's let's run a, a, a play to throw a, touch, a Super Bowl winning touchdown pass to the quarterback. I mean that 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 came from the coach. What did you think of the uh, number one draft pick, uh, Devontae Smith? What do you what do you think of that pick? You love him. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, 
Harry, I'm, I've never been a draft Nick, and maybe mm-hmm. you know that. But I don't know. I don't study it as well as I should. But you certainly you saw this guy in college, and when you're watching him, you said, "Wow, that would be a, a great player for any team to take." And uh, he certainly made every right impression in the in the. Uh, the, interme- the, the Zoom meetings afterwards, the press conferences afterwards, he's saying all the right things. He's He comes in uh, willing and, and, and uh, he's, he's overly talented. He's a great talent. And uh, how can you complain? I, I, I'd really be... I'd really be a sour person to complain about that. That that's that's a real nice pick for them, and especially if you're going to develop a, a young quarterback. Now you've got your young receiver. You've got your young coach. Uh, the way that league, when you talk about a transition period in that league, what's a transition period? Two, three years, maybe three years at the other. So maybe within yeah. a year, within a year or two, that might be the structure for something really great. Well, you know, looking at this, where do you see the Eagles place in the division, and what do you think of this division? It's not a great division. I mean, you're talking about a division where the, the champion didn't have a winning record last year. Uh, I, I do think that the coaches, for the most part of that division, are accomplished. Whether they're accomplished where they are right now, they, they, they're proven commodity. Maybe not Judge, but Judge has had a chance now to, to put his imprint on it. So I, I, my thought in the division is that Sirianni is going to be challenged by some pretty good coaches. And and when it's when it's balanced like this, uh, that could be a that could be a problem. That could be a problem. And I'm also concerned that that he surrounded himself with such really inexperienced assistants. You look back, you talk about duplicating uh, something that was successful. Andy Reid, he was really inexperienced too, and they were very inexperienced. But what was the first thing he did? He hired you know Jim, Jim Johnson, Johnson. Right. Yeah. And, and and the the offensive coordinator. Uh, he was a veteran. Uh, was it Don Howard? Who was it? Who was the, uh, his offensive coordinator right away. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember. And so he, he he had experience as well. I thought he was an NFL head coach at one point. So you, at when you're an entry-level coach like Sirianni, to surround yourself with your contemporaries, basically, I'm not mistaken, he hired one, one assistant coach over 40 years old. And I don't like to age discriminate any more than anybody else, but, but facts are facts. That's a that's that's the top of the profession. Yeah, it was Rod Dowhauer. You're correct. <laughs> Rod Dowhauer yeah. was he, yeah. So when Andy Reid uh, said, "I'm going to get a, uh, I'm an entry level coach, but darn it, my my defensive coordinator is going to be the best in the business, and my offensive coordinator is going to be a former head coach." Mm-hmm. That's not what Seriani did. He he surrounded himself with guys, his his uh, contemporaries, and. Um, Times have changed even in the 20 years since Andy Reid first started here. So maybe this is this is something that will resonate with the players, this generation of players. But uh, I, I would have preferred to see him have a more experienced coaching staff around him. Uh, you know, I hate that, though, to, um, you know, think because, I mean, I've, I've seen guys like that, you know, where the ties are, all right, then when I become a head coach, you take me and I'm, a, you know, they mean it because coaches talk, coaching fraternity, you know, and, and that's what happens, you know. I mean, it happened in Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones and uh, and, and Jimmy. You know, those guys, you know, played together at what, Arkansas or something, played together yeah. in Arkansas. And they said, hey, when I own this team, you're going to come be my coach. And they had some success with it. I don't know necessarily if it's going to work with these guys, but I will, I will say this, you know, and I've, I've been saying it for the longest time. You know, I just said it with Baldy. If you could teach these older guys that you can, number one, not lie to them, keep it 100 with them and teach them that, you know, you can you can you can help them get better. Man, they'll ride with you. And 
I, I think this team has a little more talent than people will give them credit for, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're going to be really good on the offensive side of the ball simply because the offensive line, if they're healthy, and if, I, I, I need to stop saying the offensive line will be a top offensive line in the league. Oh, you I, think, I, so? I think so? Yeah, yeah top five offensive line. My expectation to be a ba- top Barrett's line. A, Barrett's a glass half full guy, Jack. I'm I have more of a glass half empty guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we work together. <laughs> I, you, I, 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 I agree with you that they've got some talented players. Let me get on the record as saying I'm a Hurts guy. I, he's going to be fine. I, he's going to win with this guy eventually. So now you got him. He's got all the talent in the world. you got Smith. He's got all the talent in the world. Goddard's now going to really coming into his own. Let's see if he could become a pro ball player or not. Every trying to duplicate Hurts, it's going to be difficult, but he's got a lot of skills. And then, you know, Sanders is, uh, he's got, he's got opportunities. He, he's shown that we give him the ball. He can, he can, yeah, he I like can Sanders. So yeah. it's, uh, there's some skill there. There's some skill. In, and we're told that Sirianni's an, an offensive uh, mind. So it's going to be like, I agree. This we can agree with. It's going to be fun yeah. to watch. Let's bring it on. The thing I like is everybody we talk to says that they're going to run the football more, and that appeals to me in my old school ways. Music <laughs> to my ears. Yeah, exactly. Music, Music to great. my ears. Yeah. We're all together here. Exactly right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's. Barrett's right. If, if this offensive line is, and it, obviously it's got it's got great players, it's just worry about their health and their age. Mm-hmm. But if they're if they're stable, boy, they could run the ball. Be great. All right, let's get to a sport that I know you really love, and that's basketball. And I'd love to get your take on Ben Simmons. What do you think ends up happening with him? Is he a sixer going forward, or you know, uh, get give me your frustration level with with the process right now and where it where it's at. My my frustration with the process with the process began the minute it started. They right. never, I never. Um, uh, show, I never respected anybody who decided let, let's not win. Uh, that doesn't show me any skill. It doesn't show me any competitive drive. So I guess we can say that that was long ago in the past. Now, why, no sense for me to continue to beat that up. Where's right. my frustration level with, with Ben Simmons at this point? About the same as it's always been. He's a nice player. He's a very good player. He's in defensive rebound. He, uh, Wonderful court vision, but uh, that 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 display in the Hawks series that was it, and especially when Joel Embiid came out afterwards and without saying as much, basically said, "That's the reason we lost." And and once that happened, uh, it was over. He he never wanted to be here. He never spent much time here. He he, he wants to go. They're going to want him to go. Mari and Doc Rivers didn't come in here to lose with that guy. It wasn't their guy. To begin with, it was funny. One of the most uh, interesting, because I was on all of the press conference calls all year with, with Doc, and he said something one time that, that I thought was pretty interesting. They, they said, what what do you think of, of the process and where it is? Harry and Barrett, he literally didn't know. He says, he says, he says I don't know what that was. I wasn't here. He said, uh, I don't, I said, I'm kind of familiar with it, but I, I don't know when it started. Uh, these guys are not thinking process at all, Maury and hmm. Doc Rivers. It's not even in their mind. And when you think about it, they, the, the, the different teams that they've been on and the players that they've traded and acquired, it's it, that that's really over. What what Maury does, he's he's been he's been relentless throughout his career in 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 brokering in great players. It's I mean He's dabbled in trading for or trading James Harden, Chris Paul, Camarillo Anthony. Uh, who else am I thinking of? Many of them. Many, many 
of the top players. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, exactly. Yeah. So this is what he does. He, he moves top players for top players. He's not going to sit here and let uh, Ben Simmons not shoot again in the fourth quarter. He can't afford to. He really can't afford to allow that to happen. And if, 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 if the worst thing that happens for Ben Simmons is this inspires him to go somewhere else and, and, and maybe get his act together, probably the West Coast, that's where he wants to be. Uh, he gets he gets to go there. They get to play the Sixers once a year. He takes that life. He takes that night off for load management. You can see that. Mark me down for that next year right now. And whatever team he's on next year comes, it's going to be a Western team. When they come to the Wells Fargo Center, oh, Ben Simmons is questionable. It'll be game time decision, and a game time decision, he will have taken the night off the road. Oh, scratch. If I, if I stand to be corrected, you got it on tape. I can okay. Healthy no, scratch, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. So he, uh, the fans have had it. Uh, they booed him at the end of the game. Um, knowing how thin-skinned Ben Simmons is, he will. He was bad enough that, that he was thin-skinned when everybody was cheering him for, for four or five years. Mm-hmm. If, if he becomes now the guy that's going to get booed all the time, it, it, it's only going to get ugly. Uh, Maury and Brand and Doc can figure that into their handicapping too, and that's uh, – it's, it, it doesn't bode well for, for Ben Simmons coming back here. Highly doubtful that they end up getting a guy like Damian Lillard, but wouldn't it be great to just fantasize for two seconds about Damian Lillard <laughs> and Joel Embiid? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, that would that would be that would be uh, perfect for them. You know, I don't know about McCollum, but mm-hmm. McCollum wouldn't be bad no. either. Uh, something along the lines of what you're looking for, either one of those. But obviously Lillard is a Hall of Fame player. Well, you know, looking at it, I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer in uh, in Embiid having, um, you know, a, a small amount of time to maximize his potential as a player. I think he, you know, the way he's changed himself to change his game, I think he's going to be healthy from this point on, simply because he's shown the ability to be healthy. You know, he came back from what we thought was going to be a, you know, an injury that was going to put him out. He came back and played masterfully basketball games. Do they have yeah. enough right now without, um? If Ben's gone, do they have enough right now with just Maxi and those guys? You know, because I, I think they're a better player now with Maxi, you know, taking and, and, and being that guy as opposed to Ben. Maxi, Maxi will have to take another step up. He, he has to, he's going to have to shoot the ball too. He's he's just not a, he's not a great shooter. The difference mm-hmm. is he will take some, right? Uh, but but the whole uh, at the end, but really from the midpoint on to the season, uh, Doc was was reluctant to put him in, but put him in because because he earned because we didn't he produced but what you always heard doc say was that well what we want him to do is we want him to slash we want him to drive we want him to well back that conversation up you want him to do that because he can't shoot mm-hmm. from distance so he's he's flawed too he's not he's just not an outside shooter thibel's not an outside shooter but let's Go back to what Harry said. Let's, let's let's fantasize about Damian Lillard. If you get Lillard now, you pair him with Thibel. What a backcourt that can yeah. be. Thibel's getting a little better as a shooter. I don't think he'll ever be a shooter, but he's a game changing defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And I, mean, I like they, 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 they have enough. You, know, they, you have Tobias. Yeah, and then they, they definitely need to they improve the bench. But uh, uh, guys like Mike Scott, uh, let him go. Corkmaz, goodbye. Uh, who else are we talking about? Dwight Howard, a, a nice clubhouse influence, but mm-hmm. you, you couldn't put him in a game in a playoff game and expect to win at this point. So they, Maury's got some work to do with the bench as well. 
It's kind of like Milwaukee. I mean, you know, uh, Antetokounmpo is your Embiid. You just, you know, Tobias Harris is the Middleton. You know, inconsistent maybe at times, but capable of lighting it up for thirty on on any given night. And then you just need a competent point guard that can also defend, and you can win. Yeah, it it, it was winnable this year. Very. Because they didn't win this year doesn't mean that they weren't capable of. You talk about the series that they lost. They won three games. They had a 26-point lead in the fourth game, and they had an 18-point lead in the fifth game. You see, somebody they can't beat the Atlanta Hawks. Things didn't go their way down the stretch. You want to blame Doc Rivers? Go ahead. I don't feel like, you know, litigating that at this point. Whatever reason they didn't win, they didn't win. But you can't tell me that a lot of times sports is just a break here or there. They win that series, and who knows where, where they could go. Again, they won three games and had a 26-point lead in the in the, in, the, in another one of the games. So it's yeah. – it, that's how that's how delicate it can be sometimes. And if you, if you don't mind me going back to the process, if you would, that's part of the problem with the process is you can make all the right moves, but if the other team's good, and maybe you, it's just not your day. And it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't their day, in, in so to speak, in the Atlanta series. It just wasn't. You're close, but things just didn't break their way. Yeah, it, 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 you know, I caught myself last night saying, "Shoulda, coulda, and woulda." I mean, yeah. you know. I mean, you look at, you know, it was right there. They could have beat Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And I think they matched up well against this uh, Bucks team. Right. Yeah, that could be the, that could have been the Sixers. And I thought my, then, I, then I brought myself back real quick. Like, what, what, what the hell am I doing? You know, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I did the same thing, Barrett. Not only did I want to give it to another level, I was imagining and saying, well, that really envisioning, you saw the way Giannis was, was celebrating. I'm thinking that. That could I was picturing Joel. <laughs> what would Joel have been in that situation? I literally was literally was doing the same thing when they were hugging the coach. I said, "Well, that could have been Doc." Uh, so you're not alone, Barrett. I thought I, I know exactly what you're saying. Well, on the way out here, Jack, where can where can the people find you outside of the Delco Times? You on social media? You still doing any radio? Yeah, I do. I, Occasional spots here and there, various radio stations, and uh, certainly DelcoTimes.com. And and I always post my columns on Twitter at, at Jack McCaffrey, and you see my spelling of my name there at, at, on, on the screen. So M-C-C-A-F-F-E-R-Y. Yes. Okay. So it's on Twitter, and you'll always hear me on various radio stations, and I'd love to come back with you guys anytime. Thanks Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Love, love touching base with Jack. It's been uh, too long. He's he can go on anything, man. Right, right. <laughs> college sports too. He loves college hoops. Oh, I should have got into boxing. It, man. He's a big boxing aficionado. You know what? I I kind of lost. You know, boxing. I mean, mm-hmm. it used to be back in the day. You know, I can remember the fight parties my my mom and pops used to have and all that, man. But now, man, it's. it's I mean, this, this, you know, Paul and, and, and what's his name? Uh, yeah, uh, that's not boxing to me. What is yeah. that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. We could take a short time out. Then you and I are going to come back and uh, we'll be joined by Dave Zangaro at 1240, who covers the Eagles, does a great job covering the Eagles and for uh, NBC Sports Philly, right? Yep. NBC right. Sports. One of my, one of my, one of my guys at the job, man. Harry Mays with Barrett Books. We'll be back on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't go anywhere. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. 
and keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right, welcome back. Jacob Media YouTube channel, Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. And we got a few minutes here before we get uh, Dave Zangaro on. And I saw something on the stream. Joey B uh, is active on the stream. And he's saying, he's suggesting we get a guest on. He says the middle needs to get Matt Shea on the show. And I look, I'm looking up. It's, it's Matthew Shea from the show Below Deck. And they're claiming that he's a doppelganger of Aton Shander. So I'm just sent Xander a text message. I want him to pull up a pic a picture of Matthew Shea, spelled M-A-T-H-E-W, uh, last name Shea S-H-E-A. And I want to I want you to decide whether this guy is a real doppelganger of Aton because it seems like <laughs> I have some doubts. Now you know not every bald guy, you know, is a right. doppelganger for another bald guy. Right. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, Aton you know, has a look to him. He's got, you know, especially when he wears the beard, he has a very, you know, very peculiar look. Yeah, 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 yeah. particular. He, he looks, yeah. he looks like, like kind of unique, <laughs> especially with the gold chains when he had the gold chains on the other day. He's just, he's just one, he's just one drink away from having a gold tooth, man. I'm just letting you know, man. <laughs> Shan, you never know, man. Yes. With yeah. him, bro. No, you're you right. Never know with Shan, man. You, you, you liable to see anything, man. It just depends on when he, what, what side of bed he wakes up on. Right. Although he is trying to get a little, uh, get a right. little. Get a... There's the dude. That's the, that's him. Now, do you think? Now it's similar, but I don't. I mean, just because he's bald. I mean, I mean just a, a little bit, yeah. I mean, he might be a mini me of Shan. You yeah, know what I'm saying? A little, right. a little skinnier mini me of Shan. I mean, he could also look similar to Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. He's bald. <laughs> like he's just a bald white guy. You know what I mean? Oh, he just got off look, he just got off of, um off the off the off rocket. The ship. <laughs> off the ship. Yeah, yeah. He was on the rocket yesterday. How about that? That lasted all of like eleven minutes or something. Dude, I'd have been so pissed for twenty eight million dollars. Yeah. Bro, I I, I, I I couldn't even finish my coffee. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I paid twenty eight million dollars. I couldn't even finish my coffee. Bro, right. you at least got at least you at least got to let me you know finish my coffee, man. I mean, they were up and came straight down. In I, I fact, know. you couldn't change the channel. If you change the channel, you miss it. Was it four minutes? Is that how long? I think they said it was a little under eleven minutes. Oh, eleven minutes because yeah. he's getting ripped on on social media, saying no wonder his wife left him. He doesn't last long enough. <laughs> The guy could buy and sell the planet, and he's getting he's right. getting ripped. Right, imagine that. Right, he was the only guy that got a divorce that didn't care about giving. Oh, what you want? You want half here? Yeah, half. right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Can you imagine that? Wow. Oh man. Especially over this pandemic, man. We yeah. we we paid him so much over this pandemic. I mean, I got. I, I hate boxes coming to my house now. Oh, I know. Me too. So many damn boxes come to my house because of this pandemic, man. Because you do, it made people lazy. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like, oh, I'm just going to order this. Just order go that. online and order something. Yep. I mean, It'll come be on, there man. in two days. Now, Joey B says Matt Shea is actually Aton after he's on a diet for six months. <laughs> okay, go. so he's qualifying it now, which I'm, I'm glad to see that. We're not going to have Parles on today. Uh, he sent me a message saying he can't make it anyway today, this week. So we don't need any hat odds. Right, right, right. On right. the stream. All right. 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 Yeah. You know, so, if it, you know, they must be in cahoots with each other. He, he and Anton. Yeah, you know. right. Yeah. There's something going on, Barrett, and it doesn't involve us. Right, right. You Something's fishy around here, yeah. right? You know? Yes. What is going on? What is now, going on? I wonder, because I... I wonder if Aton lost any bets last night on the NBA Finals. Well, if he lost sleep, it definitely was that because it definitely wasn't the kid. You don't <laughs> think he's because he's blaming the kid? Right, right, right. I think it's more so he might have lost on the uh, on the on the, on playing. You know, the ping pong. He lost on the ping pong at three o'clock and uh -huh. couldn't get any sleep after that, bro. See, but well, now you know, he's got that built-in excuse now with a child. You know, well, like, hey man, it can't come on. Guy, kid, kid's sick. <laughs> You know, I everybody knows I don't have that excuse. Oh, uh, look, dude, I got a grandson. I still have to be on, man. The only right. time I don't, I'm, I'm not on, is if, if Jaws, Jaws wields his his power. Right, or, or the grandson, or, or the grandson unplugs your, uh, <laughs> your your internet. You see what happened? Hey, just before the show, I'm 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 you know logged on and everything, and they're looking at me, and I'm like, I can't hear anything from anybody. I'm like, what is going on? Right, and Barrett, talk, he's talking into the microphone, and, and Xander and I can both hear you, 
but you can't hear us. And I'm no. trying to use like hand signals, right. like to tell you to, you know, disconnect. We can hear you. You can't. Right, 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 oh, right, it was right. a total mess. Yeah. But then you <laughs> flipped like one switch and boom, it was, it was good to go. Right on, right on. And, and that has everything to do with my grandson doing something. I don't know what he did, right. but it just clicked in. I, but you know, it, it is what it is. He, um, he was in the pool all day yesterday. Dude, he went out there at 11 o'clock. He and his cousin went out there at 11 o'clock. And then some other kids in the neighborhood came by. So I had like 15 kids in my backyard, dogs barking because the kids are in the pool. They're supposed to be scared of dogs. They're not scared of dogs. They're splashing the dogs with water. The dogs are barking. I mean, it was, it was mass hysteria in my backyard yesterday. Is that right? Everything was going on, man. Everything was going on. All right. Now, I just got another picture sent to me by uh, AJ. He sent this to me on Twitter in my direct messages. This is a dude that he saw at a brewery in Ambler. Is that not Aton? Now, this guy looks more like Aton because he's got like a ski cap on. I'm trying to figure out a way. I got to figure out a way to get this to Xander so we can pull it up on the screen. The screen, the screen is uh, the, the, uh, the stream is starting to get rid of Aton. They're trying to get him out of here or something. Man. No, What's no, no. They're, they're, they're just they're just searching. The area for lookalikes. Right. <laughs> he has one of those faces that you can't forget. That's what it I know. Is. I know. You can't forget it. So if you do see somebody looks like him, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, you got to take note of it. You have to take note. Of right. It. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing would be is if you find somebody that sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Because when, when I think of Aton, I think more of his sound because he's a radio guy. Than I do, you know, the visual, right? Right. Even right, though right. we're on, you know, visually here too on the YouTube channel, but like, you know, I could pick Aton's voice out of a lineup of a hundred voices. No question. Yeah, unique question. voice. Yes, unique voice. Yeah. Now, Baldy said he'd come on anytime. Mm -hmm. He says anytime, Harry. So. We might have to tap into that Baldy resource during the football season a few times. I don't want well, to abuse it, though. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Well, because he does have a, a specific arrangement with a company mm -hmm, where, mm -hmm. you know, he made an exception for us here today. Well, you know you're the guy if you can make him get past his exception. You know, he's usually by the book, man. You right. know, he, he may be one of those guys you see as one of those free-spirited guys. No, but he does but things by the book, man. He makes sure he crosses his T's and dots his I's all the time. You're right. Yeah. But he does give you that impression that he would like sort of be a rule bender. He's not right. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. And I was serious about having dude. He used to sit up there with his shirt off at NFL films with flip flops on shorts on cargo shorts on watching film for hours at a time. Right. Like, dude, put, put your shirt on, man. Come on now, Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> he turned around, bear. You got to buy it like this, bear. Yeah, you can't cover this up. Yeah, right, right. You can't cover this up. You know how he talks. You can't yeah. cover this up. Oh, yeah. The world needs to see this, man. The world needs more of this. <laughs> exactly. But like, like you talked about Shannon Sharp, or not Shannon Sharp, Sterling Sharp. Sterling, yeah. Sterling, he used to give you the business at NFL Films. Oh, my God, man. You just have no idea. Because when I was interning, I was a legitimate intern, mm -hmm. but they didn't treat me like the other interns. Everybody except Sterling. Mm. Sterling, no, nah, uh, uh, I'm not trying to hear that NFL stuff. I don't care about no Super Bowls. I don't care about 12 years. All I know is, is you're my intern now. Wow. And I am a little thirsty. 
What what are you talking about, Sterling? <laughs> hey man, um, could you could you could you take these, you know, take this, go get me a soda? I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm your boy, if I'm your boy, you do it for me, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? there he is. What's up, bro? Oh, he Dave got the Zangaro. mountain man beard going on. Davey, what's, what's up? going on, guys? Better watch Good. out. People start saying you look like Aton. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shave it before training camp. Are yeah, you gonna shave before training camp? Well, at least trim it up. Yeah, it'll be too hot. <laughs> so, how's the new house, man? He just got a new house. Everybody got oh, yeah? a new house, man. Congrats. I'm a year in, man. Yeah, man. So it's a year. It's, it's been wild. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. I mean, in the summer, I'm not really there that much. I'm uh, traveling sure. around and down the shore a lot. I was in Maine for a week or so. That's so. right. You did say that. Mm-hmm. Where'd you yeah. go? Now, where'd you go this year? Did you go? Because he usually goes to play. He'll go like Africa or he'll go to Thailand or oh, yeah? he'll go somewhere he's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be. You Exotic. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He Exotic. goes somewhere he shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he was he was at a place when he was like 10 feet away from a silverback. Yeah. You know what I'm I didn't do anything really? super crazy this year. I, it was so, It's like kind of tough right now still to travel internationally so i stayed in the states i just went to maine for a week i still like roughed it a little bit we were did some some white water rafting and stuff like that but <laughs> you know next year I'll, I'll i'll get back and i'll leave the country a little bit dude i don't do stuff like that man not like i don't jump out of planes i don't go water right you're not a rafting. thrill seeker no no yeah, I, I'm I'm not I do, I'll, I'll, I'll go i'll go out route on my outboard engine on my you know on my boat that, that's about mm-hmm. the only thing that i'll do exciting you know what i'm saying i may drive 100 miles an hour every once in a while but other than that no i'm not trying to be a thrill seeker so not dave you you bought the house you've been in the new house for a year so you bought during the pandemic yeah it was a little <laughs> weird was it was uh yeah. the, the whole process well it was my first time going through it anyway so uh, i guess it wasn't like super weird from that side is all i know but mm-hmm. uh yeah, you know, I would go and see a house and you'd kind of be limited timing in there and all that stuff. But it worked out. You know, I, some people had to buy places without ever seeing it, which luckily I didn't have to do that. I was able to to check the place out and, and go through the process. It was kind of weird. I think what happened was last summer I couldn't travel at all. And I was like, I got to do something. <laughs> I bought a house. So right. this year, right. I, I kept myself out of trouble and just did a little trip. No, the real thing is he was living with his parents. So he had to buy a house so he could get out from under his parents. You know, he, had to do what, he had to do what his parents told him to do. I, told, I called him one time. I said, Dave, what you doing, man? I'm fixing this bathroom, man. Something's wrong with my parents' house. The bathroom's messed up, man. You know, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah now <laughs> the thing is I have two houses to take care of. <laughs> I I start mowing the lawn. I got two lawns to mow. I got yeah. yeah. Well, what's the thing you're most looking forward to getting back to doing as far as covering the football team? Like what aspect of the job that you had to do without maybe last year that you can't wait to get back to? I mean, just uh, even though it won't be completely back to normal, it won't be like we'll be in locker rooms again. But I miss like normal human interaction. You know, and, and it's kind of cool. Like we're doing this right now remotely and we all learned how to do that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that'll help. But I feel like the players who got there last year, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, Jalen Hurts, I've never talked to him face to face. We've talked like this, and which is fine. But it, it was tough last year dealing with that. And, and I'm looking forward, even though it won't be like normal this year, it'll be a little bit closer to that. We'll, we'll have some FaceTime. Even like me just not having a mask at practice so that like a player can recognize, oh, that's the guy who covers the team. He's here every day. I think that helps. I think it helps build rapport. 
Um, I miss that stuff because mm -hmm. ultimately like I cover football and I care about the X's and O's and I care about scheme and all that stuff, but I cover the sport because I like covering people. I like covering interesting stories and, and building relationships and, and all that stuff. And I think I really missed that last year. So uh, looking yeah, that's, that's forward huge. to that this year. Yeah. yeah well, it's, that's it's huge, the, you know, it's the only thing it's like, yep. you know, and, and I don't know if we'll ever be back in locker rooms full time. I hope so. I, I know it's kind of a weird, awkward situation. Barry, you can speak to it from like a player standpoint. It's a weird space because it's a player space. And I always feel like I am invading it, but mm -hmm. it's the best way for me to actually get to know these people I cover and for them to get to know me, which mm -hmm. I feel like is really important. You know, and last trust, year and trust you. Exactly. Trust yeah. me or at least allow me to be accountable. Like last year, it was obviously a terrible season and I had to be critical. It's part of my job to be critical. And I, I felt like I wasn't being accountable because normally if I'm critical, I'm going to be, if I write something really critical, I'm going to show up in the locker room the next day and, and maybe no one will have a problem with it. But if I write, say Barrett, you're playing and I write something Barrett sucked yesterday and I show up the next day, at least you can confront me about it. At least I'm available. You can say, Hey, I disagree with that. I don't think you were fair. And I can explain to you why. And I just felt like that whole process was gone last year. And I want to be accountable. Like, I want to be there. That's, that's my thing. I want to be fair. I'm going to be critical, but I want to be fair. Uh, the one, so the one thing last year, uh, Jalen Rager, I've never met him in person. And we had to ask Jalen Rager some really tough questions last year. It wasn't a good rookie season. And I wish we would have had the, or I would have had the opportunity to just talk to him and say, like, Hey, this is why I had to ask that question. And this is why I did this this way. Just, and maybe he wouldn't agree with it, but at least mm -hmm. he would see where I'm coming from. And I feel like that was kind of lost last year. Yeah, you know, um, and, and it's a lot to that, you know, as as a as a player. Um, I was a critical of of like I think it was like four years ago of Kelsey on a screenplay. And um when I walked into the locker room, he's like, Oh, BB, you one of us, man. Why would you do that? I'm like, hold on, man. I, I, I was just reporting what happened. You messed up on the play. So I mean, I, I I talked about it. Well, how do you know I messed up? You didn't know the play. I said it was mm -hmm. a screenplay. Yeah, but I said, well, screenplay is a screenplay. I told him, look, first guy out, he got to handle a mugger. If a mugger comes up, that's the guy that has the back man to man. You got to block him. Second guy out, he has to get all the way out to the out to kick the widest guy out. The guy behind him checks to see if nobody's coming. Then he goes and follows the path and, and you know, for the uh, running back. He's like, okay, but you still, I was like, come on, Kelsey. If I'm lying, then you got to, you got to legitimate beat. But if I'm not lying, I'm just going to tell the truth. All right, man. But, you know what I'm saying? It still wasn't cool. I said, I understand it ain't cool, man, but hey, you know, it, it is what it is. And you didn't get that communication last year. Like every year, they usually allow some selected, um, some selected uh veteran player, not veteran players, but um players that you know retired going to um and have lunch or dinner with with the um with with the rookies that come in. So we get you know firsthand on who these guys are, talk to them, everything. The last time I did it was two years ago with my lot in those guys, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they let us come in and talk to him that it's been a while since we were able to do it simply because it's pandemic. It's going on two years now. So you didn't really get that face to face with the rookies coming in and letting them know who you are so they can trust you and know that they can come talk to you and they can come to me and be off the record as opposed to, you know, somebody working with somebody that's, you know, a reporter, you know, they don't look at me as a reporter necessarily, you know what I mean? So, that dynamic was gone. These guys don't know who I am or anything, you know, and that's, that's a difference, a huge difference. 
Well, Dave, uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter at DZangaro, NBCS. What are your early impressions of the new coaching staff and Nick Sirianni? First impressions are, yeah, they're young, but they have a lot of energy. And I think that's a good thing. You know, Doug was a really good coach here and he had a good staff as much as people didn't like Jim Schwartz at times. Jim's ultimately a pretty good defensive coordinator. And I thought for the most part, they had a pretty good staff while Doug was here. I think that they lost some of it along the way. Obviously, when Frank left, they lost a little bit of it. But uh, it, things have gotten stale. We all know that. Things have gotten stale with Doug. Uh, so it, it does feel – you kind of feel that breath of fresh air, not quite as much as the last coaching switch. I mean, the last coaching switch, when they went from Chip to Doug, that was yeah. like polar opposites. That You really felt that. But you feel it right now. I mean, there, there's an energy in the building – and it's not just from Nick, it's from his entire coaching staff. What they lack in experience, they definitely have in youthful excitement. I mean, it's a young staff. It's it's a noticeably young staff. It's a bunch of guys who are under 40, really. No. Uh, there's a few older coaches. Tracy Rocker's a little bit older. Jeff Stalin's still around. But, I mean, for the most part, this is a very young coaching staff, I think, because of that they'll be able to relate to their players a little bit. It, it's good from the standpoint that they're kind of rebuilding, retooling, whatever you want to call it. I think that youth helps, but they also are inexperienced. And I think that might show up at times too. You have a first year head coach, first year defensive coordinator, first year special teams coordinator. That's a lot, you know, at least with Doug um, say what you want about Jim Schwartz. He was so experienced. He had been a head coach. So at least he had someone like that, to lean on Nick Sirianni doesn't have that. So yeah. I don't know yeah. how that's going to help or hurt them, but it's something to keep in mind as we watch this season unfold. Yeah. You know, and also looking at, you know, the fact that these, these players are getting up that, you know, I don't understand why they don't, they're not allowed to come in a week earlier than uh, most teams. Cause usually if you have a new coaching staff, you get to come in a week earlier than most guys, uh, most other teams, um, you know, in the, in the league. Because you have a new coaching staff, well, for some reason they're not doing, it or they didn't elect to do it. You know why? Why is that? Well, they would have the the benefit would have been uh, during the spring, so they would have basically had like an extra little mini camp for for new head coaches. But uh, because of what happened this spring and the NFLPA kind of suggesting maybe is the right word to to teams to to not go full in on the off season. Um, I remember the Eagles uh, based uh, through the NFLPA released a statement basically saying they weren't going to spring. They weren't going to do any of the OTAs. So um, it eventually Nick Sirianni met with a few of the guys and they came up with this plan to have some sort of off season. Um, they canceled the mandatory mini camp, but they had a bunch of voluntary days and they had a really good turnout. So ultimately they kind of salvaged it a little bit. It was better than nothing. I think they got a lot of work done there. Um, so that's where they would have had that advantage is in the spring. But I actually, that was to me, that was Nick Sirianni's first win. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that he was able to get together with some of his veterans, kind of hash it out, figure out a plan that worked for both sides. And, and maybe some people will view that as like giving in, but I don't think it was because ultimately the team got better because they had those quasi walkthrough practices, but they really had, uh, the meeting time, they had time to install a lot of their their offense and their defense. They had a chance to kind of learn the verbiage. So at least they have that base. And now when they get to training camp, they'll be able to kind of hit the ground running. And the fact that they scheduled 
two joint practice sessions kind of tells you they feel like they're in a good spot because if they weren't, they'd probably have to use a lot of this summer uh, to learn and, and to figure out the offense and defense. The fact that they're they're going so heavy on the joint practices, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but it shows that Nick Sirianni at least feels like they're far enough along that they can do that. Hey, Dave, what is your take on the whole uh, sort of link, if you will, for lack of a better word, between the Eagles and Deshaun Watson and the fact that it just doesn't seem to go away? Is it it's just mere you know, connecting dots, knowing that the Eagles might not be settled at that position and they've got possibly three first-round picks in next year's draft? Or is it real? Well, I think there's a lot of dots, you know. <laughs> there's just yeah. a lot. I mean, the three first-round picks is a really good place to start. Um, not many teams have that type of ammo, right, to, to go up and get a guy like that. Um, and also, we know that, look, the entire league values the quarterback position, but the Eagles take that to a new degree, and they, they have really since they made the move to get Carson Wentz. They they figured, like, we, we need to have that quarterback. We need to have our quarterback. We have to do whatever we have to do to get him uh, with how aggressive they were from 13 to 8 to 2 to get him, and then spending all the money on Nick Foles as the backup. After that, we've seen it along the way. They've really put a lot of resources into position. Even drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round, you can certainly argue that wasn't the right move in hindsight. Maybe it torpedoed what they had, but it still showed how much they were going to put into that position. So, yeah, I I think that it has to be on the table. And, and when we're talking about the Sean Watson, obviously right now it has to start and end with he has a lot going on. It, the, the legal situation is tricky and – until that gets resolved, it's hard to see anything happening. But when you're talking about the Sean Watson, the football player, the Eagles would be crazy to not be at least interested. This is a Pro Bowl caliber guy. He's an elite quarterback in the prime of his career. There's what, like five, maybe six quarterbacks that you can really call elite mm-hmm. in the league. He's one of them. So right. if a guy like that is available and you have what it would take to get him, you have to at least be interested. And then aside from that, I don't think they're sold. On Jalen Hurts, I think that's what this year is for: is to find out if he can be the guy. Um, I, I think there is some question inside that building about whether or not he's the future of the franchise. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I certainly don't think anyone else does either. It's it's really hard to. I mean, he showed some flashes last year, but uh, there's a reason he was a second round pick. And and when you Deshaun Watson, we know what he is. He's he's a pro bowler, he has Hall of Fame type potential. So uh, it, it all makes too much sense for there not to be something there. Well, but see that, you know, that to me, I, I'm confused in the aspect of, you know, what direction this team really wants to go. I mean, they have not put their stamp on Hertz yet. You know, Hertz is still, you know, um, not really the starting quarterback because they haven't named him the starting quarterback. But, you know, we all know that he is. Why is their confidence level with him so low? I mean, you know, they weren't really with him last year. They saw him out there playing with a, you know, second-tier offensive line with no weapons, but yet they won't announce him as the starter, yet they won't, you know, say he's franchises of, of the, you know, going forward. So, I mean, what what do you what do you what do you take of that? You know, what what is what is the problem with just even announcing the starting quarterback? Yeah, to me that that thing was silly. Like he he's obviously the starting quarterback. Maybe that was to, you know, Nick Sirianni since he's gotten here has talked about 
competition and, and he kind of trumpets that. So maybe it's just like, Hey, we're all competing. We're not going to, it doesn't really help him, I guess, to, to name him the starter. We all know Jalen Hurts is a starter right now, but um, plans change when there's a guy like Deshaun Watson available, you know, and they should, I mean, if you have a, it, it, we're talking about what could be a pretty big upgrade and we don't know what Jalen Hurts is. So it's tough to say how big of an upgrade it is. I feel pretty confident that it would be an upgrade. Um, we don't know what Jalen Hurts right, is, right. but you know the the just the the opportunity to land a player who's that good, I think, would change a lot of teams' plans. You know, I mean, I, I think how many teams in the league would be foolish to not be interested in Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. or, or I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson? A lot, right? Like, if you have a franchise quarterback, that's fine, but there aren't many of those guys, really. Like, true franchise elite quarterbacks. And, and like, and some teams are tied to quarterbacks financially. You know, uh, if a team has a Kirk Cousins and he's getting paid a ton of money, well, then you can't really maneuver to get a guy like Deshaun Watson. The Eagles, that's where we're talking about all those dots. Everything does kind of line up. They don't mm-hmm. have a bona fide franchise quarterback. They do have th- potentially three first round draft picks. They will have a ton of cap space next season once that dead money from Carson Wentz comes off the books. So it, I understand what you're saying, Barrett, and I'm, I'd like to sh- see them show a little more confidence in Jalen Hurts for his sake, honestly, because we know he's going to be the quarterback this That's year. That's it. Yeah, the confidence yeah. level, man. I, they're not showing really any confidence. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry us. about Yeah, yes, I us. wouldn't worry about his confidence level in himself. I understand, like, the team should probably – like, hey, you're our guy. We want you and and all that. But Jalen Hurts is a pretty confident kid. Yeah, I, I think he I believes in himself. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, he yeah, thought no he, he acted like the starter when he wasn't the starter. So now that he is a starter, it's not, not going to change. He's mm-hmm. not going to show deference to Joe Flacco if he didn't for Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? And that's right. not. I'm not saying that was like a bad <laughs> thing. But Carson was the franchise quarterback here, and Jalen Hurts still came in and acted like he was the starter. So. He's not going to not do that this year when everyone already knows he is. Last quick one for me, for for Dave. Uh, how do you think Carson will do uh, reunited with Frank Reich and a pretty good team out in Indianapolis? I'm still a believer in his talent. I still think it's in there. He had an awful year last year, and I know that we can make all the excuses in the world for him, and, and that's the Colts' job now is to make those excuses for him. But a lot of it was true. I mean, the it really all started when the offensive line broke down. I mean, um, once he, – he got kind of used to having a really good line in front of him. And he's a very good quarterback when he has time. And you can kind of see it last – he was seeing ghosts a little bit. I, I think that, you know, he had a become so good. A, a lot, lot of it. Bit. That's fair. <laughs> uh, he had become so good – at taking care of the football in the previous two years, seven interceptions um, in 2019, tw- seven interceptions in 2018. So for those interception totals to skyrocket, a lot of it was the offensive line. Some of it uh, were his receivers. I mean, you can pin some of those interceptions on the receivers, not running crisp routes, not breaking when they should have, not being where they were supposed to be. There was a lot going on. It wasn't all in Carson. None of that excuses his play because he was still really bad. Um, he was still a reason they were as bad as they were, but I, and, and I don't want to forget the play caller either because Doug certainly seemed to lose his way a little bit. He, he didn't really have a feel for Carson anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the, and a lot of the things I was like shouting from the rooftops, I was going crazy, like move him, 
move him out right. of the dug just never did. How about uh, run the rock a little bit also? A little bit, yeah. If something like that would help. And now he's going with Frank Reich, and um, they have a good relationship. And uh, I a think Frank has line. a good, good, very good offensive line, one right. of the best <laughs> offensive lines in the league. He has plenty of good skilled players up there. They have a running attack. It all lines up to for me to think he's going to have a good year. But there, there is also the part of a quarterback who loses confidence. Can he get it back? And that, that, that's the one fear I think the Colts have to have is what's the long-term effect of, of last year on Carson Wentz? Because we've seen guys have that one bad year and they just never recover. And a lot of the, the problems with Carson last year were mental. And a lot of that was brought on by other factors, but I think a lot of it was in his head. I, I still think physically he has the talent. Maybe he doesn't have, the athleticism he had pre-ACL going back a few years, but we saw him play at a high enough level after that injury. To me, a, a top 10, borderline top 10 level after the injury to think that in the right situation, he's going to be really good. And it's going to be strange this year for Eagles fans watching because you kind of have to like hope down the middle because you don't want him to be so good that like, ah, oh, we gave away the MVP of the league, right? but you also want him to be good enough and stay healthy enough to so get that, the first that, round pick that second round pick becomes yeah. the first round pick. So you got to kind of hope that he's bad, but not bad enough to lose his job and healthy mm -hmm. enough to stay on the field. It, it's going to be really weird watching so another torturous season for Eagles. I, I think so. I think <laughs> like the hope has to be, if you're an Eagles fan, the best case scenario is Carson's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think he has the potential to be much better than that. Well, at this point, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, my, my birds at least go out there and be competitive. And I think they will be competitive, you know, from the standpoint that, you know, they have guys that can compete. I mean, those are still NFL players in that locker room. Now, when you, you know, you look at, you know, the defensive side of the ball, that's where, you know, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little iffy, man. You know, secondary was was, you know, the major point of emphasis to Philadelphia fans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all we were screaming as fans. We need a DB opposite of Slay. Give me somebody early opposite of Slay. And what happens? We wait to the fourth round. What? Yeah. I mean, that that's the, the most troubling spot on the roster. And maybe they're not done. I mean, we all know Steven Nelson's still out there and fans have been clamoring for him. Maybe they're not done. Maybe they make a trade. It's possible. I think that's definitely in play. Uh, I'm, I'm Zach McPherson could end up being a really big part of this team. And that's not ideal to have a fourth round pick need to be a big part of the team, but mm -hmm. um, he might need to be because I don't know how they can go into a season with Avante Maddox as their starting outside corner. I didn't think he was suited for that role last year. And then I felt like he kind of proved that. And that's not really a knock on him because I think he can be a decent player as the nickel, I think I really like what I saw from him as a rookie, as a deep safety, but him at the outside corner just doesn't make sense to me. And it makes even less sense after watching it last year. So I, yeah, if there's one area of the team to be worried about, that's, that's definitely it. Great stuff, Dave. We appreciate you jumping on, man. Follow him on Twitter at D Zangaro NBCS does a great job covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Appreciate Thanks, you, bro. Guys. Thanks a lot for coming on with me, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, man. And we're going to take a little time out, and then we're going to come back. We're going to take a look at AJ's picture that he thinks it might be Aton. And then we got to play this uh, this quick video of Deion Sanders not having it 
with a reporter <laughs> at his media day. Back after this. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right, we are back. Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks wrapping up a big show today. Big uh, Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, right, Barrett? Or is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Is that good? Yeah, it means it's going by, man. It's going by. All right, and we got to take a look at this picture. AJ sent this uh, over on Twitter. He says he's wondering if that is Aton. He saw this guy out at brewery outside uh, a brewery in Ambler, PA, and swears it's Aton. Your Bro, thoughts? Reincarnated. Kind of looks like him, doesn't it? No, it looks just like him. Now, that, do you that, think that guy's bald? I think he's bald. Me too. Yeah. That's why he has, that's why he has Scully on. 
He's bald. He has to be bald. That's Aton right there. He's got the beard, <laughs> and it looks like maybe a pack of smokes sitting by the, the cup of beer. Aton doesn't smoke cigarettes. He smokes anything else. Right. But man, that looks like him. That is him. That is yeah. spot on, man. Wow, that you put a beard on. on that guy. It is. It is Shander. Bro, huh. you know what, man? That's that's. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. that's. You know, I mean, it's a lot of doppelgangers <laughs> out there for Shander. How about that? Wow. All right. Now let's get this video up here. This I saw this morning. This was, uh, I guess it was either taken this morning or yesterday at the, what, what's that conference? Southwest Athletic yeah, Conference? SWAC. SWAC. Yep. yep, the SWAC. Uh, and, you know, Dion, I think he got the job last year at Jackson yep. State, right? Played his first year. Um, yeah. they, they played in the, they played in, um, in the spring instead of right, right. fall. It was Jackson State, right? That was where uh, Walter Payton went to college, I believe. Mm -hmm. He's now the head football coach, and he's meeting with the media. And once we get this start, once we play it, they're going to go to this guy. Nick Suss is the name of the reporter, and he works for the Clarion Ledger. And uh, take it away. Suss, you're up. Hey, Dion, I was just wondering if you could. Uh... Oh, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion. Okay. I call Nick Saban Nick. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. If you, if you call Nick Nick, you know you get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that. <laughs> Treat me like Nick. Okay, Dion. Um, just uh, he's out. Right, he's out now. Now there's a, there's a lot to digest there. Okay, um, when I started, pretty much started in radio, I was advised by Mike Missinelli. Don't call a coach, coach, call him by right. his name, call him right. by his first okay. name. And I've always done that. Okay. And it's not out of disrespect. It's just about like, you know, he's not my coach. You know, right. I'm doing a right. job right. here. I don't play for the guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is never, I never had a situation or an encounter like that where the guy got upset with me at all. I mean, it, it sort of made it a more personal conversation when I'm addressing, you know, Fran Dunphy as Fran instead of Coach Dunphy. Well, you know, what? I, I'm, I'm, I go the opposite way. I, I call him Coach Dunphy, uh, you know, Coach Sanders. Mm -hmm. I, I, from, from, I think it's from, from, from a player's point of view. And right. He's thinking like a player as opposed to thinking like a coach. Um, you know, Coach Ross, um, you know, uh, Coach Peterson. Mm -hmm. I never called Doug, Doug. Right. Coach P, you know, I mean, I, I might abbreviate or some Coach P or something like that. But I think he's thinking more so of how he um, approaches a coach from his standpoint. Okay, you know but I mean? but see, this guy's been always known as Dion or Prime his yep. entire life. Okay, yeah. it's always been Dion, Dion, right, Dion, right, and right, Prime. Right, right. It's never been Coach Sanders. Now all of a sudden he's a coach and he wants a, a reporter to treat him like Nick Saban. Nick Saban's won seven <laughs> national championships. Are you kidding me? Well, and, and plus he was laughing at the end there when he like Dion started to laugh. So I bet the reporter was sort of disarmed by saying, "Ah, he's just joking around." And he says Dion again, and then Dion gets up and he said, "I'm out well, of there." I did sense a little arrogance in in, in, in how he was approaching the situation, and that, that, that's probably what Dion picked up on. You know, he picked up on the, the arrogance. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like I said, I, like even now, I would call, I'd call him Coach Coach Prime or. I'd mm -hmm. call him Coach Sanders, you know, but I, or even Coach Dion, you know, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call Dion, you know, hey Dion, what's up, you know, what right. I'm saying? If, if we're in that professional setting, I'd, I'd treat him like a professional. 
And I think that, you know, and also since this guy, this guy's a kid, you know what I mean? He, he's looking at him as, as, as in a kid's light, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what, that's, that's probably what it is. And then after he, he, he corrected him instead of him going in, 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 you know, okay, that's what you want me to call. All right, I'm going to call you that. He goes back to Dion. Right, right. And that's where the disrespect. It was almost like a Jim Rome situation when he was calling uh, Jim Everett, Chris Everett. Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember that? And he goes, all right, Chris. And and then Everett (laughs) came across the desk. What I still say is a staged moment. Oh, it was Because that moment made Jim Rome. Yep, yep, it did. (laughs) I remember watching. I was living in North Carolina then. I was like, holy crap. Did that just happen? Yeah. Put him on a map. Yep. Incredible. All right, Barrett, great stuff today. Good job uh, getting Zangaro on. We had some great guests go back. If you weren't able to catch the whole thing, you're going to want to go back and listen you to gotta Baldy. Watch it, man. You Jack gotta McCaffrey watch it. was great. Dave Zangaro was great. And uh, we'll, be back, uh, we'll be back to you tomorrow. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.